Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It was fearless. It was passion. compelling. But he claims it is next to impossible Recorded? to defend Recorded the entire Bible. And he actually, he, he actually teaches a whole series on this. He said if the Bible sure. is the foundation of our faith, it's all or nothing. And basically he says, we've we, we, we got to stop telling people that uh, Jesus loves you because the Bible says so, you know, but because we just know it and so on. So I, I just, I can't even fathom a preacher even doing that. Most preachers for the last 20 years wouldn't say that outright. They may believe it. I mean, preachers have been preaching from the pulpit that that Bible is a final authority, even though they didn't believe it was perfect, and they believed they had the authority to correct it. But they never admitted it from the pulpit. This guy is just out and out saying, I can't defend the Bible. And he's a pastor. Well, that sounds like a... Sounds like, first of all, a heart problem. Second of all, uh, a good advertisement for not sending your kids to Dallas Theological Seminary where he went. Of course the Bible is defensible. Mike! Goodness, how do we know about the resurrection if it's not put forth by the Word of God? And that's where you catch him in his illogical thinking. Because if he says he claims to believe the resurrection, well, where did he hear about that from? Well, from somebody that told him. Well, where did they get it from? Well, they got it from the Word of God, of course, where it talks about Jesus' resurrection. So he's throwing out his authority for that which he says that he believes and saying that that which told him that there was a resurrection is incorrect. Therefore, he is incorrect. Well, at least you could get that far um, if you break it down logically. In other words, there is no logic with what he believes. He He has nothing to stand upon. Pastor, he no. he has left the faith. Yeah, well, the Bible talks about false prophets. I mean, if he throws out the word of God, we don't worship the Bible, but the Bible does tell us what we need to know for all matters of faith and practice. If he throws out his uh, Bible, he will be uh, he will fall for every wind of doctrine, and apparently doctrine of his own making as well. And he will that. Uh, anyway, I I'm going to pause for a second. Yeah. Well, Go ahead. What? Okay. Is this the son of Charles Stanley? Yes. Okay, and did he not? I think we watched a video uh, uh-huh. at the ELC conference where he, yes. uh, he, he made an outrageous statement uh, about children going to church. And, uh, and I can't remember the statement now. It just slipped my mind. Anyways, yeah, it had, so this, it had something to do with uh, the size of the church and uh, oh, yeah. determine the spirituality based upon the, yes. the size of the church. In other words, he was saying that large churches were more spiritual than small churches, and if you've got a small church, yeah. then you're not doing something right. Yeah, AJ sitting right next to me just told me the exact same thing you said, and he apologized for that later on because he received a huge backlash, but now he's on to this... What in the world? He said, so if you stepped away from Christianity because of something in the Bible, if you stepped away uh, from the Christian faith because of Old Testament miracles, if you stepped away from the Christian faith because you couldn't reconcile 6,000 years with 4.5 billion years old Earth and something you learned in biology, I wanted to invite you to reconsider because the issue has never been, is the Bible true? And then he goes on to say, 
you grew up, but your faith didn't grow up with you. You grew up, but you outgrew your faith. Your childhood, God could not stand the rigors of adulthood, the questions of adulthood. If the Bible is the foundation of our faith, it's all or nothing. Christianity becomes a fragile house of cards religion. Christianity becomes a fragile house of cards that comes tumbling down when we discover that perhaps the walls of Jericho didn't fall down. Well, you know what? His walls, his walls of any faith that he'd have to base anything upon that he believes. He calls himself a pastor, and yet where do we learn about what a pastor does except from the Word of God? He calls his church or his organization a church. But where do we learn about what the church is supposed to do but from the Word of God? He's just making it up as he goes now. Oh, so don't send your kids to Dallas Theological Seminary. Oh, my goodness. You know you know why he's he worried that? <laughs> well, do you know why he's worried he's why? right now? Because he was taught well, the Bible be- isn't true. Well, he's and also because he's, he's probably bitter at what he saw in his dad's life with his dad's compromise. Ah, and uh, he's not that he has the excuse for that now, but anyway, something I've been thinking about. But the fact is that he has he has left any sort of foundation he possibly could have for being a any sort of preacher of the gospel when he's throwing the Bible out, because that's where we learn about these things from. Yeah, yeah. Um, li- listen to what else he says here. Uh, he or, I'm not going to read what he says. I'll just tell you what he specifically states as indefensible, not supported by evidence. Israel's exodus from Egypt, the walls in Jericho fell down. The earth is 6,000 years old. The chronological information, 1st, 2nd Kings, 1st, 2nd Chronicles, 1st, 2nd Samuel, the global flood in Noah's day, and so on and so forth. Listen, if the Bible is wrong, Christianity is untrue. That's the bottom line, brethren. And here's something. Guys, if we don't have an inerrant Bible that God promised to preserve, anything goes, and Andy Stanley's right where we expect him to be. He is right where we expect him to be. He has no true concept of what is true. All right, folks, that is it for this show, but great broadcasting continues. Melissa Roxanne with New World Order Info. You don't want to miss it. We'll see you next week. God bless you. and medical views presented on various shows heard on American Voice Radio Network are not necessarily the views held by the management of American Voice Radio and are not presented as an endorsement by this network. All statements heard on American Voice Radio are the sole responsibility and opinion of those who speak the particular statement. Operated serving Gillespie County. Come browse our large selection of vapor supplies, beer, tobacco, refreshments, whatever. We're at 290 West, right outside of Fredericksburg. Come visit us today. Hello, I'm Gary Wilcox with Pet Floors of Houston. 
specialize in luxury vinyl tile installations for your home or your office. We sell a high-performance floor that is perfect for anyone who has dogs or cats or is trying to get a floor that just looks beautiful without nearly the maintenance that other floors have. It's a heavy-duty commercial PVC product. It looks like wood or stone or tile. This is a floor choice that you find major retailers have in their stores or intimate cafe or even your fast food restaurants. The adhesive that we use is waterproof. The product is waterproof, and so therefore, you can use a bleach water solution, clean it right up, and you're back to normal. It doesn't hold any odor, it's realistic, it's hygienic, it's affordable, and there's no click, click, click noise on it when you walk on this floor. It's just amazing. We've been in this house for about eight years, and we've had some hardwood floors down. And it was really one of those things where they were looking worn and needed to be refinished, and we were really looking for an alternative. We found Gary with pep floors, and he came out and measured. The measurement process went very easily, and when it came to installation time, they came out here, did a fine job. The installers were great, the service has been great ever since. I love my new floors. They're great, extremely durable, and they just look beautiful. From a cleaning standpoint, from an overall care standpoint, you don't even have to think about what you're doing. It's, it's, there's no special care. It, it's really nice. We actually have a mobile showroom, so I can come out to your home or office at a time that's convenient for you, and I can show you the samples that would look right in your home. I can even help you make decisions and coach you through this. It's not like I've done this one or two times, but I've done it many, many times. So give me a phone call, and I'm happy to come out there. I do estimates for you right there on the spot, and it's all free of charge. That's floor of Houston. Com. Here's an important message from Vita Scientific. If you have high blood sugar or type 2 diabetes, these are serious medical issues that require immediate attention. Did you know that it's possible to actually reverse high blood sugar and diabetes by using simple, natural products proven to balance your blood sugar? It's time to do what I did. Take control of your life. Vita Scientific's clinically tested formula will help you to feel healthy and energetic. These breakthrough supplements, along with small changes in your diet and exercise plan, may be the answer you've been looking for to set you on the path to optimal health. These products will not interfere with your current medical treatments, so start getting excited about feeling great again. Please visit VitaScientific.com or call Vita Scientific at 210-520-8432. That's 210-520-8432 to learn more. Tell them Doc Green sent you and get 50% off your first order. Call now. As you know, this is the final stage in your examination. It's a rather informal test in which we try to get some line on your ability to think on your feet. Your reaction to stress and pressure. Clear your desk. Get your number two pencil ready. If you are ready, the Inquisition is about to begin. Nobody the Spanish Inquisition. If you have questions, please refer them to the chat room and make them good. Go ahead. Make my day. yourself one question. Do I feel lucky? Well, do you, Bunk? Live 
from Houston, Texas, a man who calls it like he sees it, without the normal political correctness you may have grown comfortable with. It's time for the Texas Perspective on Current News and Events. This show is not for the faint of heart or easily offended. Chances are you will learn something and along the way get to hear some great music from bands you may have missed. The doctor is in and he will see you now. Well, I guess we better get on with it. And the doctor is in. The Doc Green Show live from Houston, Texas. Raising Elephants Radio and America Voice Radio and Facebook and YouTube. Hashtag Amazing Doc Green Show. And I want to thank you guys for being part of the show today. We're still uh, experimenting with sound options here, trying to figure out the best way to get good sound and to get good video at the same time. Uh, Anyway, you guys let me know if you have any trouble hearing anything. Uh, But meanwhile, we are working on it. We're trying to make it all happen on the Doc Green Show. So uh, right off the top, we're going to talk a little bit about Texas. And uh, Texas police unbelievably have violated city policy. San Antonio, Texas. Now, you guys know that I'm fairly critical of the police, and I have a rather high expectation for them. I expect them to uphold the constitutional rights of citizens. I expect them to respect the citizens. Uh, and when that happens, of course, then we expect that the citizens will also uh, uh, respect them. So having said all of that, San Antonio, Texas. Now, you know over there we've got the communist Ivy Taylor as the mayor. And uh, a fine, fine black woman because the United States is so racist, and especially Texas is so racist, that we relegate blacks, you know, to simply sweeping floors and, and uh, serving tea, you know, motisa, moti. Uh, yeah, that's all blacks can do in Texas. Oh, excuse me. I'm sorry. Blacks can be mayors in Texas. Blacks can be police chiefs in Texas. Blacks can be fire chiefs in Texas. About the only office that blacks haven't occupied in Texas, and they have not occupied yet, lieutenant governor and the governor, and it's just a matter of time. My only prayer is that when that happens, it's going to be somebody like Kendall Baker, for instance, uh, that would uh, be occupying one of those offices. Well, um, I mean, Kendall Baker, a real man, and honest to God, true Texan. The kind of black man that I have respect for. But anyway, uh, Mayor Ivy Taylor said she was deeply disappointed And Police Chief William McManus said these officers are clearly violated policy and are going to be disciplined. Do you understand that? You're going to be disciplined. Now, what did these guys do that was so horrible that it may cost them their jobs? Well, it appears that it's a motorcycle unit in San Antonio, and uh, they were tasked to meeting Donald Trump's plane at the airport. So, uh... Anyway, they slide on out to the airport to meet Donald Trump, and the next thing you know, these these rascally police officers had all put on Donald Trump Make America Great Again caps. You can't have that kind of stuff going on with police. What kind of cop wants to make America great again? A bad cop, right? That's kind of cop that would do that. Yeah, well, here they are standing around Donald Trump wearing Make America Great Again caps. 
Now, I know as soon as you hear that, you are shocked. I know that you're not, not just shocked. You're you're apoplectic. You can't believe the cops will do that kind of stuff. Well, anyway, uh, that's, at least that's what the police chief said. You just can't do that kind of stuff while you're on duty. Um, I, don't, I don't suppose maybe these cops like Donald Trump because he would like to restore law and order. Could that be a possibility? Is that a consideration, a concern? It might be. But meanwhile, city policy prohibits employees from participating in political activity while acting in their capacity as city employers or employees, unless, of course, they're working for the Democrat mayor uh, or some other Democrat office holder, in which case those things are always overlooked. Or unless, of course, they're arresting some poor slob that just happened to be walking down the street with his rifle slung over his shoulder at 1 in the morning because he wanted to go out and get some cigarettes and he didn't want to get mugged. He wasn't old enough to carry a pistol, to get a, a, a license to carry a pistol, so he was carrying what he could legally carry, and that was a rifle. Uh, I didn't hear of any police getting disciplined for what they did to that guy. In case you don't remember what they did to that guy, after he had had a short discussion with them, in which case they had determined that he was, A, not up to... And he was not up to no good. He was just out there getting, having a cigarette and walking down the street with his uh, rifle for protection. He was on his way home, and after discussion with the cops, he said, look, I just live right over here. I'm, going, I'm on my way home. Uh, if I'm not being detained, I'm walking on home. And they said, okay, you're not being detained. He turned around and walked away, and they tased him as soon as he turned around. They tased him. They threw him in the back of a police car and drove him down to the uh, police station where they detained him for the next 12 hours until further discussion revealed that, well, you know, this guy is not a criminal. He does not have a criminal record. He was not committing any crime. He, uh, he was not creating a disturbance. In fact, there was no disturbance until you guys showed up. Everything was nice and quiet. You're the, you, you cops, you're the ones that showed up raising hell. Uh, I think we got no choice to let this guy go, you know. I, I don't think we can charge him with anything. Now, those cops, as far as I know, were not reprimanded by the police chief. There was no disciplinary action taken against those cops by Dale McManus, the police chief. But, God forbid, they put on a Make America Great hat. Now, does that message say Donald Trump on it anywhere? The answer is no. What is wrong with the slogan, Make America Great? Now, in Hillary's case, she, she was going to have a cap put out to espouse her views. She wanted to have one that says, Make America Disintegrate. That's Hillary's view, but... Donald Trump's hats say make America great. They don't say Donald Trump. They just say make America great. But apparently there's some sort of problem with a police officer identifying with anything that would make America great. I don't know if that bothers you, but it does indeed bother me. And I think that uh, the people that should be disciplined here would be Police Chief McManus and Mayor Ivy Taylor. And I think Mayor Ivy Taylor should step down. I think that would be a fair and reasonable thing to do. So anyway, we've, we've, I'm bringing that to you. The other thing I wanted to bring to you, Lieutenant Dan. Oh, you know Lieutenant Dan. Lieutenant Dan, our Lieutenant Governor, 
has laid out several of his key reform priorities for the upcoming 85th legislative session. First item is to address Texas skyrocketing property taxes, with the vast majority of local officials refusing to reduce tax rates as appraisal values rise every year. Many homeowners now pay the fourth highest effective burden in the nation. By golly, it's about time Texas was leading in something, isn't it? Well, guess what? We're on our way to being number one in the highest tax burden in the nation. Yeah, I, I wonder if uh, the governor's got anybody assigned to listen to the Doc Green show today. That that should appall you right there. That's totally unacceptable, but that is where we are in Texas. Most people don't know it. Most people have no clue what's going on. Anyway, Lieutenant Dan has called for an interim Senate committee to gather public testimony from across the state. The hearings garnered historic attendance and made it clear that Texas wants serious tax reform. And, of course, I was at one of those hearings, and you guys got to hear it live on Facebook. I may find that and replay my portion of it. But two statements I made during those hearings. The first statement I made that got a huge round of applause is the property tax is immoral and should be abolished. Because there should be a point in time when a man has made that last payment on his house and he can live in that house for the rest of his natural life if he never makes another dime of income. But see, in Texas, that will never happen for you. And I had one of my friends, Mark Holter, a fabulous sax player, by the way, and music professor at Lone Star College. Mark Holter was bragging about the fact that he just made his last house payment. My hat is off to him. God bless anybody that reaches that point where they've made their final house payment. If I wasn't running a company and needed all that money back to pay suppliers and and to keep from firing people because I was out of money, I would have paid off my house 10 years ago, but I had to take a home equity loan to pay off some vendors and to keep my guys employed. So I'll never have my my house paid off in my lifetime. It's not going to happen. But Mark Holter did. He got his house paid off, and he was he was celebrating. And by golly, I'm celebrating with him. That means he's not having to make that payment anymore. But I did point out to him that in Texas, you will never own that house. You will never own your house in Texas. Not ever, not ever. Because the state is the real owner of your house. The state of Texas owns that house until further notice. And you can live there so long as you pay the state of Texas rent. Now, in some cases, like in the house that I bought back in the 80s, the uh, current tax payment on that house exceeds the original mortgage payment. Something is desperately wrong with that, don't you think? Anyway, Dan Patrick unequivocally said far more should have been done last session to address the problem, and it's time for lawmakers to act. He's absolutely correct. Because these lawmakers go up there, guys like drunken Dan Huberty, and they go up there and they set up the uh, frozen margarita machine and they party. They're only going to be up there for three or four months, you know, starting in January of this year. And they only meet every other year. So they get to see all their old buddies and it's a party. 
And yeah, they're they're going to write and pass 1,400 additional laws every year. 1,400 additional laws every year until finally the Texas law book will not be able to be wheeled through a door in one piece because they never repeal anything. In fact, they're trying to get rid of the Sunset Commission, which was designed to get rid of outmoded, no longer needed laws. So Dan Patrick is right when, they, when he says there should have gotten more done last session. Now, Dan Patrick, of course, being the lieutenant governor, is a member of the Senate. But I'm happy for Dan, and my salute, Dan, on at least making the statement. He supported a proposal to lower the rollback rate from 8% to 4%, and more importantly, to require local voter approval to exceed the limit. The rollback rate is the rate at which governments can increase their overall tax burden each year on the existing tax base, including growth and other economic development. He said currently there is no automatic election for cities and counties who break the current limit with too much leeway for officials to gouge taxpayers. Dan Patrick said this reform is likely to be filed as Senate Bill 2 and must be enacted. He said he will stay in Austin as long as necessary until it passes both the Senate and the House, even if it requires multiple special sessions. Lieutenant Dan, once again, you get the bell, buddy. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. My only complaint, Lieutenant Dan, is simply this. We should be talking about totally abolishing the property tax. The property tax should not exist. It should be completely and totally eliminated. And indeed, I say the property tax must be completely and totally eliminated. It is not acceptable. It is abhorrent to everything that liberty stands for. It's certainly abhorrent to anyone who is a Texan, a child of the Alamo. Secondly, Lieutenant Dan has promised to ban sanctuary cities, and this is an issue that places him squarely at odds with Joe Strauss. Because two things you can count on for Joe Strauss. Number one, Joe Strauss wants more tax dollars, and he'll stop at nothing to get them. Number two, you can count on Joe Strauss to be for illegal immigration. Joe Strauss loves illegal immigration. And, by the way, I think the governor does, too. I mean, based on their actions, I see that they do indeed love illegal immigration. And I think we could probably follow the money and figure out why that is. I think if we followed the money... I think what we would determine is that uh, if we follow the money, we determine that these guys get a lot of money from builders, from restaurant owners, from insurance vendors. I think that's what we would find. And as an end result of all of that, these guys are promoting it. That's why you got big-time Republicans like Norm Adams supporting illegal immigration, supporting changes to legal immigration, because they don't like the illegal part. So what guys like Norm Adams want to do is they simply want to give everyone who makes it across the border in South Texas a green card. That is what he wants to do. Now, you can decide on your own whether or not you think that's a good idea. I don't happen to. I think Norm Adams is not a good guy. I was thinking of some other words. Norm Adams is not a good guy. And by the way, Norm Adams, big-time Republican Norm Adams, 
He and his family gave $10,000 to Sheila Jackson Lee last election cycle, and I expect they're doing it again this year. Even though Sheila Jackson Lee has a qualified Republican opponent, a black woman opponent, and we should be supporting Lori Bartlett in that race. In fact, any of you that live over there around McGregor in that part of town where Sheila Jackson Lee has her bat cave where she hangs out, uh, then I, I think you should get out there and, and knock doors for Lori Bartlett. That's what I think. So anyway, Dan Patrick, two good things. He wants to get rid of Sanctuary City. He's going to have a hard time getting that passed the Republican establishment. Expanding educational options for parents through educational savings accounts, otherwise known as ESA. Educational savings accounts is a top priority. Dan Patrick pointed out how wealthy our parents in Texas already have school choice since they can afford to live where they want and send their child to any public or private school that suits their needs. But low-income families do not have this same freedom. They are trapped in failing schools based on their zip code, and most of these schools will receive an F rating from the state thanks to the reform we passed last session, which now rates schools A through F. See, right now they've gotten the various uh, uh, fuzzy terms like acceptable, acceptable plus. You know, it's ridiculous. Um, Patrick noticed how a lot of critics, especially those in the public education establishment, advance a false narrative by claiming educational savings accounts will further reduce funding for children in the public schools. And he rejected the claim as factually inaccurate, which it is. Whether a child's family moves to another state or enrolls in a private school or becomes homeschooled, districts don't lose money because public schools no longer have to educate that child. But see, Dan Patrick, what he is missing out here, what he doesn't understand, is that they already collect way more taxes than it costs to educate a kid. The problem is we're paying for a lot of bureaucracy that is unnecessary, unconscionable, and should be gotten rid of. So that's why they want it, because they understand that the best thing that can happen to them is if you put your kid in private school, because they still get those property taxes, and they still get all that money. So they're double dipping. Dan Patrick cited the Texas Homeschool Coalition's public support of education savings accounts, which, of course, they should, and, and we have had uh, people from there on this show. And although specific legislation has yet to be drafted, Julie McCarty, president of NETIP, raised concerns about the electronic savings account and their effect on the homeschooling community. And by golly, when Julie McCarty is interested, so am I. Dan Patrick reiterated, we will not pass a bill out of the Senate that imposes regulations on homeschoolers or one that requires them to participate. And this, of course, we're glad to hear. Meanwhile, a volunteer from the Convention of States Project, thanks Dan Patrick for his support of Governor Abbott's call for an Article 5 convention and asked what citizens can do to get reluctant lawmakers on board. And Patrick encouraged those in the audience to meet with your lawmakers and explain the issue and be patient. Well, Dan Patrick, I'd like to take a minute to explain the issue to you. An Article 5 convention is a canard. It is a wild goose chase. It is a hoax. It is a con job, a confidence job 
undertaken by confidence men. The Article 5 Convention or the Constitutional Convention are, I don't care what you call it, it's going to be bad. There's nothing good thing that, there's no good thing that can come out of it. First of all, you've got to get a majority of the states to sign on to it. This is expected to take five to seven years. Once they do that, then they have to have the big meeting. And, of course, the big meeting, they're going to have all kinds of rules about, well, you can't change the Second Amendment. You can not change the First Amendment. You can only change the Fourteenth Amendment, for instance, which, by the way, I'd be for. I'd be for the elimination of the Fourteenth Amendment. But the point is, as soon as they get in there, the very first thing that's going to happen is whoever's chairing that thing is going to say, I move that we suspend the rules. Can I get a second? And you'll get a second, and then it's off to the races. And keep in mind, once again, this cannot even get started for seven to ten years before any kind of action gets taken. And when the action does get taken, and let's suppose that these guys could agree on anything and actually get it passed, which is unlikely. But let's suppose they could. Then it's got to go back to the states to be ratified. You're looking at another uh, three to five years to either ratify or not ratify, depending on what time limit they put on it. It's a total waste of time. It's going to cost billions of dollars, and it's not going to achieve anything. So I'd encourage all of you to contact your state reps and tell them what I just said. The other question you should be asking those state reps is, based on history, based on where we are, based on our debt level, based on our illegal immigration level, based on the Russian bear, based on the Chinese dragon, based on the Korean uh, jack-in-the-box, how long do you think we can survive unless we do something real? We don't have time to be messing with this garbage. Because I can assure you, if Hillary Clinton gets elected, we've got less than 18 months. If Donald Trump gets elected, maybe 24 to 36. Either way, the United States is going down like the Titanic stern is already high in the air. Anyway, uh, Patrick explained that when you have conservative groups on both sides of an issue, it puts lawmakers in a tough place. Eagle Forum is opposed to the idea, wisely. He stated that he doesn't quite have enough votes yet, but he does want to advance the bill. This is why you have to call Senator Dan Patrick and tell him, no, hell no, stop it now. Tell you what, Lieutenant Dan, let's work on something meaningful, like putting the entire Texas National Guard on our southern border with M16s and 50 caliber Barrett semi-autos with infrared scopes. Let's stop illegal immigration. That's where we should be putting our money, Lieutenant Dan. Lieutenant Dan, let's get Texas independence on the ballot. Lieutenant Dan, let's get that gold depository that the governor signed into law last session, coming up on two years ago. Let's uh, get that thing built and get our gold back to Texas. Let's work on important stuff. Anyway, it uh, goes on to say, Dan Patrick's strong support for reforms is popular with the majority of Texans, but the Senate will need the cooperation of the House Republicans, which are considerably uh, more liberal right now than the Senate. We're going to see what happens with that. But I wanted to bring all of those things to you right out of the chute. We've got big problems right here in Texas. Going to hit this break early, and then we're going to come back, and we're going to talk Hillary. So, uh, Frank, take it away, buddy.
conditioner is just as important as maintenance on your car. You don't know the big difference there's going to be until you've had the work done. I thought my system was working fine, but now it's better than ever. Galen Beattie did it for me, and he'll do it for you. Good servicing will not only keep your system performing well during the sweltering summers here in Houston, but it will save you money year after year. In my case, it cut my AC power consumption by 20%. Do what I did. Have Galen Beattie set up regular AC maintenance to cut your energy bill and prevent system failure at the worst time. And what's better than being comfortable and saving money? Whether you need a basic tune-up or it's time to put in a new super-efficient system, you should call BDAC, 281-222-9591. That's 281-222-9591 to schedule an AC system tune-up. BDAC and Heat. That's B-E-E-D-E-A-C and Heat.com. BDAC and Heat.com. TV and radio are great mediums for mass instruction, but for those times when you just want to hold something in your hands, there is the damn good times. I still love the newspaper, but I'm tired of the liberal bias. That's why I reach for the damn good times. Always full of interesting stories and great information, and you can have it delivered to your doorstep by calling 281-332-5710 or sending an email to news at thedamngoodtimes.com. Just $50 a year will get a full subscription. It's a great gift for all the patriots you know. Do it now. Here's an important message from Vita Scientific. If you have high blood sugar or type 2 diabetes, these are serious medical issues that require immediate attention. Did you know that it's possible to actually reverse high blood sugar and diabetes by using simple, natural products proven to balance your blood sugar? It's time to do what I did. Take control of your life. Vita Scientific's clinically tested formula will help you to feel healthy and energetic. These breakthrough supplements, along with small changes in your diet and exercise plan, may be the answer you've been looking for to set you on the path to optimal health. These products will not interfere with your current medical treatments, so start getting excited about feeling great again. Please visit VitaScientific.com or call VitaScientific at 210-520-8432. That's 210-520-8432 to learn more. Tell them Doc Green sent you and get 50% off your first order. Call now. You just defended yourself with a gun. The police are called and you're potentially involved in a homicide, but it was self-defense. At this point, you are not in your right mind. No one ever is when they are in fear for their life and defend themselves. Anything you say can and will be used in a court of law, both civilly and criminally. Fortunately, you have SelfDefenseFund.com. We are the National Association for Legal Gun Defense, and we protect our members nationally in all 50 states, up to $1 million per incident per member. Let us do the talking for you and visit SelfDefenseFund.com. Any weapon, any state, any time. I want Texas to reach her potential as a cradle of real freedom. Let's grow the Texas House Liberty Caucus. There's only 19. I'd like to join their fight under the Pink Dome. I will vote for Texas to finally have real school choice and constitutional carry. Stop the invasion magnet and repeal the Dream Act and end the spread of toll roads. Too many Texans have Rhino State reps headed back to Austin. Who will represent you? I will. And the Texas House Liberty Caucus will. Please be our constituents, too. I will stand for Texas First policy for you, no matter where you live in Texas. 
I ask for your donations and volunteerism. Residents of HD 137, I ask for your vote. Paid political ad by Baker for Texas campaign. Laramore Media Group is committed to helping conservative candidates run for and win elected office. Running for office requires more than just desire, it requires expertise. Crystal Laramore is that person. She has helped many candidates make it past the finish line. Congressman Dr. Brian Babin says, I would highly recommend their services to anyone in politics or business who wants to have a professional edge in a competitive world. Call 281-332-5710 or email news at thedamngoodtimes.com. Did you know that this election cycle is perhaps one of the most important in our lifetime? Our community has been asked a provocative question. What do you have to lose to vote differently this time around? How we voted over the last 50 years has gotten us nothing. We're in the same condition we were in since the beginning of the war on poverty. To vote differently this time means better educational opportunities for our children, economic development in our communities and job creation, safer neighborhoods and protection of our religious liberty. Supporting liberal policies have gotten us gender confusion and legalized same-sex marriage. It's time we take another look at the Republican Party. Vote straight Republican ticket for our future and for our community. Texas Specialties is in a little town of 1,000, Three Rivers, Texas. Texas Specialties is a small family business in a town where treating people right is a way of life. The Stubbs family, Texas Specialties. Started out doing high-quality T-shirts for Texas music scene bands at affordable prices. Everything, the design, the artwork, the printing, accepting minimum orders, even selling T-shirts for the bands online. And now they bring that experience to you anywhere in Texas. Texas Specialties. Can do the same for any small business, for teachers, for schools, dance classes, athletic teams, clubs, and anyone needing good quality screen printing at an affordable price. The Stubbs family loves to work with ideas and the people who have them. Your experience with Texas Specialties will be excellent. Anything less just will not do. Call 361-784-2052. 361-784-2052. Click Texas Specialties. Add on RagingElephantsRadio.com. Howdy, Texas. I'm Pastor Kendall Baker, your candidate for House District 137 in Houston. I'm a Liberty Republican facing an incumbent liberal Democrat. This seat can be flipped from blue to red. How? I helped in the fight to defeat the Houston bathroom law. Enough voters in my district said no to the law to give me the victory on November 8th. Wherever you are in Texas, I need your help to reach those voters and win. Then I'll be in Austin to help close the border and end sanctuary cities. Repeal property and franchise taxes. Protect religious liberty and, as always, the lives of the unborn. As a Liberty Republican, I want Texas to reach her potential as a cradle of real freedom. Let's grow the Texas House Liberty Caucus. There's only 19. I'd like to join their fight under the Pink Dome. 
Your donation to my campaign is critical in these last days. Please visit my website, BakerForTexas.com, and make a contribution for Texas Liberty. BakerForTexas.com. God bless Texas. Paid political ad by Baker for Texas campaign. All right, now that I got all of that out of the way, the highest criminal court in Texas, that would be the Texas Supreme Court, which, by the way, position number three, after you voted your straight Republican ticket, I want you to go back to position number three, unvote that, and vote for the libertarian Kathy Glass in that position. The highest criminal court in Texas said it will not hear Ken, Ta- Ken Pax's appeal of a security fraud charge, putting him on the path toward a trial in the upcoming months. And uh, I don't know about you guys, but uh, this is kind of interesting to me. But uh, what they said is that uh, there's no, no, no need for an appeal here. This really needs to come to a trial. It needs to be heard. So today's ruling marks the end to Ken Paxton's year-long attempts to avoid being judged by a jury of his peers. Brian Weiss, one of the special prosecutors handling the case, said, We are going forward. We're going to trial. We're seeking justice on behalf of the people of Texas. Well, I hope he has more luck than I did at the uh, Harris County Tax Assessor's Office. All right, to be fair, I did get uh, I did get justice down there. They did drop my van for the tax rolls, but not until I got my butt kicked. So uh, anyway, that that's uh, neither here nor there. The charges against Ken Paxson are without merit, says uh, his lawyer, Philip Hilder. Now, i got to remind you, he's on, on his third set of lawyers, guys. He is on his third set of lawyers and that should not be overlooked so um, I'm, I'm asking you to keep that in mind uh, it's good that this is coming to trial I think it's good for everybody involved I think it's good for uh, I think it's good for Texas last summer Collin County Grand Jury indicted Paxton on criminal charges of securities fraud and a failure to register with the state securities board he's accused of misleading investors in a company from uh, that he was working for before he took office as the Texas top lawyer now I do have to remind you that I've reached out to Ken Paxton dozens of times and requested uh, you know, that, that he talked to me, and so that we get some of these questions answered. He has declined all of those requests for an interview. So nothing is moving forward in that respect. But I just wanted to bring that to you. I wanted to remind you that that did happen. Paxton's lawyers hoped that a decision in the SEC case would signal a similar outcome on state charges. They reiterated that argument on Wednesday. But a federal judge following a lower, lower legal standard ruled that the fraud charges were baseless. Well, anyway, it's going to go to court, guys. It's going. Meanwhile, Jim Keffer, Republican, stepped down. We, we call him the Heifer Keffer right here. That's what uh, we call him around here. He has stepped down, guys. And uh, that means that he can finally get honest with the people of Texas. He no longer has to lie and pretend that he's a conservative. He is a disgraced, outgoing member of the House Republican leadership. He's joined the board of a far-left think tank that advocates for Obamacare and planned infanticide. That's right. State Rep. Jim Keffer, allegedly a Republican, has announced he's joining the board for the Center for Public Policy Priorities, a liberal organization whose stated 2017 policy goals include rejecting a tighter state spending cap 
and to prevent any harmful tax cuts. Because we don't care about harming the taxpayer, folks. We just don't want to harm the government by hampering them, by reducing the amount of money they can collect. Anyway, the uh, Center for Public Policy Priorities uh, also wants to keep giving in-state tuition to illegal aliens. Illegal aliens. Illegal means that it's against the law. Aliens means people from another place that have entered into an area where they do not belong. So people from another place that have broken into our country, you know, broken through the bathroom window, so to speak, and um, supporting the imposition of the state income tax. Yeah, they want a state income tax, too. Regressive, they want to bring regressive stuff down on Texas because Texas, in spite of the fact that it's already the fourth largest tax burden in the United States, they want to bring us to number one. That's what the heifer Jim Keffer wants to do. And, you know, it's not enough that he had a record as one of the most liberal members of the Texas House and that he was a key ally of the extremely liberal House Speaker Joe Strauss, King Joe, as we call him here. Rather than face certain defeat, however, from his uh, challenger, Mike Lang, the heifer Jim Keffer offered to retire. Lang easily defeated Keffer's hand-picked successor, as was pointed out by Adam Kahn, the con man. We love the con man around here. Keffer announced his decision to join the left-wing organization on National Coming Out Day. Oh, that's interesting. Maybe National Coming Out Day. So he's coming out. I guess he's coming out not as a homo, but he's just coming out as a liberal. But uh, since he's no longer a Republican legislator, so to speak, I guess he can do that. He can kind of get honest with folks. So we kind of like that. Um, the heifer Jim Kepper attacked the conservative Texas Public Policy Foundation as being off the rails. So he wanted to join a, quote, legitimate think tank. The uh, Center for Public Policy, and where is this? that's a really long name. They called the CPPP, the CPPP, Center for Public Policy Priorities, the CPPP, is headed by Ann Beeson, who before she came out up to the organization was the head of U.S. Programs for Change for George Soros Open Society Foundation. The CPPP uh, includes the former national communication strategist for the Sierra Club Beyond Coal campaign and the social media manager for Whole Women's Health an Austin baby-killing facility. All right. So the male heifer, Jim Keffer, has finally come out as a liberal, and who knows, maybe he is a homo. But then on the other hand, calling him a homo is no longer an insult. That's actually a compliment, because now if you're a homo, you are special. So maybe Jim Keffer's a homo, maybe he's not. I don't know. But he did do it on National Coming Out Day, and that's pretty cool. I don't know, guys. We get, we, do, we have a, uh, do we have a serious problem here in Texas or what? I, I don't know. It just seems to me like everything that should be up is down. Everything that should be down is up. And I don't know how we're going to solve the problem. Meanwhile, I guess I'm going to check in and see, uh, see if anybody showed up for the live show today on the Amazing Doc Green Show. 
that is assuming I actually started the live show. I don't think I even started the live show on Facebook, only on YouTube. So only you YouTube guys are actually watching me live. So anyway, we'll get that started on Facebook, see what's going on there. Hey, I'm a little bit behind because we're trying to set up a third computer over here. It's just a massive nightmare trying to get all this stuff done. I uh, thought as a member of Office 365, that's Microsoft, Office 365, you know, I pay those guys, uh, I don't know, a couple of hundred bucks every year for the privilege of using Microsoft Word and Outlook. Outlook, of course, got to be the worst email program on the market. It used to be the best, but they've totally destroyed it with Office 365. So anyway... I've been trying to get this third computer set up, and in order for me to open my password uh, information, I have to have Microsoft Office on there. And in order to get Microsoft Office, said, well, you know, I'm a paid member. All i got to do is log in and download it, right? Oh, no. Microsoft has now become so sales-oriented that uh, what, what they want to do with Microsoft now is they want to get it to where the only thing you can see when you go to Microsoft.com is how to buy stuff. There's no way you can just say, oh, you're already a user? Just sign in here and download it. No, it's not there anymore. Got rid of it. So uh, anyway, hey, Cutler's in there. And Bobby Ritter also. Good to see you guys. Sorry I was late logging in on Facebook. I kind of forgot. I was live on YouTube on time. And, of course, if you're an American Voice Radio, I was already live there. But it's good to see Cutler in there today. So anyway, I'm trying to get this uh, second computer set up, and oh, man. First of all, it's an older computer, so the processor's a little slow, even though at the time it was put in, it was a state-of-the-art system. But that's, a, uh, that's an issue for another day. But I'm trying to get all that stuff uh, to work, and I finally ended up, I had to call Microsoft. And Microsoft said, well, sorry you're having problems, we'll go ahead and do it for you. So they did. But the point is, I shouldn't have to do that. And, of course, the next thing you got to do after you do that, you got to get your uh, antivirus stuff installed. So I'm working on that as well. Anyway, i got to play a little music here, and then I'm going to be right back. And we're going to start beating on Hillary, and that's going to be a lot of fun. Take one of those pillows. I strongly recommend that you beat on Hillary any opportunity that you get, because... Hopefully, by the grace of God, she'll be dead and gone by November. Did I say dead and gone? Look, I just wanted to be gone. But, you know, what was that old show, Dead or Alive, Josh Randall? Yeah, I'd, I'd take Hillary gone, dead or alive. I really don't care anymore. She is a nasty, mean, evil person, and uh, she has no reason to exist.
Yes, he said, Ingvi Momstein. Great guess. Wrong, though. How about uh, John Petrucci? Does that give you any ideas? where he played with our band last Saturday night at Parfest. Marilyn McIntyre, welcome. All right, guys, this is Liquid Tension Experiment. Green Show, do you get music like this, guys? Sarah Coots, good to see you. Dennis Bro, good to see you. The amazing Doc Green Show, live from Houston, Texas, where we play Liquid Tension Experiment. That's right.
John Petrucci, Mike Fortno, and Jordan Rudis. This is off their first album, 1998. Hey, Cutler, hope you're enjoying this, buddy. This ought to make your heart burn better. that because I did. Uh, coming up on the show today, we are going to have none other than our good friend, uh, Rodney Pugh. He's been hanging out up in Washington, D.C., and he's going to be here on the show to talk to us about what's happening on the, on the uh, well, a lot of stuff going on up there. So he'll be here to talk to us about that. So that'll be awesome. And who knows, I may play some more liquid tension experiment on the show today. But um, I wanted to uh, now nah, let's let's go to break and then I'm going to hit this. So let's go to break, Frank. And when we come back, we're going to do some Hillary stuff. Ten shocking things you didn't know.
Wilcox with Pet Floors of Houston. We specialize in luxury vinyl tile installations for your home or your office. We sell a high-performance floor that is perfect for anyone who has dogs or cats or is trying to get a floor that just looks beautiful without nearly the maintenance that other floors have. It's a heavy-duty commercial PVC product. It looks like wood or stone or tile. This is a floor choice that you find major retailers have in their stores or intimate cafe or even your fast food restaurants. The adhesive that we use is waterproof. The product is waterproof, and so therefore, you can use a bleach water solution, clean it right up, and you're back to normal. It doesn't hold any odor, it's realistic, it's hygienic, it's affordable, and there's no click, click, click noise on it when you walk on this floor. It's just amazing. We've been in this house for about eight years, and we've had some hardwood floors down. And it was really one of those things where they were looking worn and need to be refinished, and we were really looking for an alternative. We found Gary with Pep Floors, and he came out and measured. The measurement process went very easily, and when it came to installation time, they came out here, did a fine job. The installers were great. The service has been great ever since. I love my new floors. They're great, extremely durable, and they just look beautiful. From a cleaning standpoint, from an overall care standpoint, you don't even have to think about what you're doing. It's, it's, there's no special care. It's, it's really nice. Actually, have a mobile showroom so I can come out to your home or offices at a time that's convenient for you and I can show you the samples that would look right in your home I can even help you make decisions and coach you through this it's not like I've done this one or two times but I've done it many many times so give me a phone call and I'm happy to come out there I do estimates for you right there on the spot and it's all free of charge that of Houston you just defended yourself with a gun. The police are called, and you're potentially involved in a homicide, but it was self-defense. At this point, you are not in your right mind. No one ever is when they are in fear for their life and defend themselves. Anything you say can and will be used in a court of law, both civilly and criminally. Fortunately, you have SelfDefenseFund.com. We are the National Association for Legal Gun Defense, and we protect our members nationally in all 50 states, up to $1 million per incident per member. Let us do the talking for you and visit SelfDefenseFund.com. Any weapon, any state, any time. Here's an important message from Vita Scientific. If you have high blood sugar or type 2 diabetes, these are serious medical issues that require immediate attention. Did you know that it's possible to actually reverse high blood sugar and diabetes by using simple, natural products proven to balance your blood sugar? It's time to do what I did. Take control of your life. Vita Scientific's clinically tested formula will help you to feel healthy and energetic. These breakthrough supplements, along with small changes in your diet and exercise plan, may be the answer you've been looking for to set you on the path to optimal health. These products will not interfere with your current medical treatments, so start getting excited about feeling great again. Please visit VitaScientific.com or call Vita Scientific at 210-520-8432. That's 210-520-8432 to learn more. Tell them Doc Green sent you and get 50% off your first order. Call now. And in a few minutes, I think Rodney Pugh is going to call in. And I posted the call-in line, guys. It's 800-932-1980. 
And uh, we're, we're glad to talk to all of you out there today. So you can call in, and uh, Frank will put you on hold. But uh, meanwhile, we're going to play some. Here's some information you didn't have. Ten things you didn't know about Hillary Clinton. What those things are. So, without further ado, here are ten shocking things you didn't know about Hillary Clinton. Number one is she may be very ill. There's been a lot of controversy in the media and across the internet about exactly what the real state of Hillary's health is. There's multiple videos on YouTube of her trying to give a speech at various rallies where she is simply unable to speak because she swings into these violent coughing fits. Most recently, a cell phone video of her surfaced where she was clearly unable to stand, stumbling into her private vehicle where her security literally had to hold her up. Now, the official answer to all of these events, according to her physician, is that the 68-year-old simply had pneumonia. But given her poor medical history, that may not be true. Hillary has had concussions and multiple blood clots in her leg, among other things that may be all contributing to overall declining health. This has led many people to believe that she's hiding something way worse than pneumonia, simply for the fact that she doesn't want it to affect the voting results. All of these videos are on YouTube, along with some pretty convincing conspiracy videos, so I encourage you to look them up at your leisure, but just be aware that the NSA will be logging your IP address, so you might want to clear your internet browsing history first. Number two is she almost <laughs> didn't marry Bill. Okay, obviously Bill and Hillary have had all kinds of issues in their marriage, but the most interesting is that they almost didn't get married at all. It took more than three proposals for Hillary to say yes to Bill. He first proposed to her at a trip to London, England, but she declined. And even trying multiple times after that, he still got the same answer. It wasn't until he went out and actually bought a house for Hillary that she had previously said that she liked and told her, you'd better come marry me because I can't live in it by myself, that she finally said yes. And of course, they lived happily, mostly. For about 90 days. I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Ms. Lewinsky. Number three is she can drink a lot. Back in 2004, Senator Hillary Clinton and Senator John McCain were on a congressional tour of Estonia. The pair found themselves at a tavern in the capital city of Tallinn. According to the people present, the two declared a head-to-head -head vodka drinking contest because, you know, that's what you do when you're in a foreign country and you're a politician. Clinton apparently outdrank McCain shot after shot, which is impressive. Not because she's a woman, but because she's a politician and I genuinely had no idea they had any idea how to have fun. Hey, everybody, drinks are on me. I'm going to charge it to this credit card, which goes to the taxpayers, so you're paying for it anyway. <laughs> Number four was she was rejected by the Marines. In 1973, when she was just 26 years old, Hillary made an attempt to join the Marine Corps. However, she was rejected. According to her story, they rejected her simply because she was too old at the, yes, ripe age of 26. But the story has been met with a lot of criticism. She claims that her age, her poor eyesight, and the mere fact that she was a woman were the contributing factors to her rejection. But since then, many Marines have come forward claiming that during the time that she tried to join, the armed forces were so desperate for lawyers that those details simply would not have mattered and that she essentially made the entire story up. Whoa, 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 whoa. Politicians do not lie to further their own purposes. No. What are you guys talking that about? Could never happen. Number five is she hasn't driven a car since 1996. Okay, it's important to note that many politicians get aids and secret Secret Service agents to drive them around for security reasons. However, 
Many politicians still retain and update their driver's licenses so that they can drive their own vehicle. Well, Hillary's an exception to that, however, apparently, because she has not driven a motor vehicle in two full decades, all the way back to 1996. She once joked that she remembers the last time that she was behind the wheel, and so does the Secret Service, which is apparently why she hasn't driven since. Number six <laughs> is she has had many firsts in her title. Hillary held the title of First Lady for eight years, but something many of you may not know is that that is not the only first in her name. Due to her involvement in the Whitewater controversy, which was a shady real estate investment scandal, she actually became the first and only First Lady to ever be subpoenaed. On top of that, she and her husband were the first first couple to be ever fingerprinted by the FBI. Okay, take my fingerprints. <laughs> How about that? Gentle. Oh, don't. Mm. On a more positive note, she was the first lady to ever earn a postgraduate degree, be elected to public office, or, of course, run for the presidency herself. Number seven is she won a Grammy Award. Hillary Clinton has achieved many things. She's a lawyer, a politician, and a Grammy Award-winning artist. In 1997, at the 39th Grammy Awards, she actually won a Grammy Award for the best spoken word album of the year. The album that she won for was the audiobook version of It Takes a Village, a book that she published just the previous year. Not only that, but her husband Bill, possibly inspired by her, went on to win two Grammy Awards himself for also spoken word albums. I'm really glad it wasn't for a rap album because that is not something I ever want to hear. Number eight is she has been linked to multiple deaths. Okay, this is a serious one. An unsettling number of bodies have allegedly accumulated in the presidential nominee's wake over the years. Now, there are too many to list individually, but there are some more notable ones that I want to tell you about. Just a few months ago, John Ash, former United Nations General Assembly President, died from a bizarre gym incident right before he could bring the Clintons up on charges related to illegal donations for their election fund. They found him with a crushed throat because he apparently dropped a dumbbell on himself. But one of the most notable was that of James McDougal, who was a financial partner of the Clintons in a real estate deal alongside his wife, Susan. On March 8, 1998, McDougal had a heart attack while in solitary confinement before he could provide witness testimony to a case that the Clintons were involved in. Pure you think that's bad, a total of 46 people who were close to Hillary over the years have died from either bizarre or explained death. So if I go anywhere after this video is released, A, you know what happened and tell everybody and B, give my parents my Pokemon card collection. Thanks. Number nine is she conversed with a ghost. So most presidents have admitted to talking to God as Christianity is a popular tool amongst those running to get elected. But Hillary took it a step farther by saying that she claimed to have spoken with a ghost. She has said that she's had frequent conversations with Eleanor Roosevelt. Yeah, it's too bad it wasn't with the Holy Ghost. It would have been better while she was living in the White House. Eleanor Roosevelt was the first lady herself from 1933 to 1945 and died in 1962. Apparently, she would come back on occasion just to remind Hillary that she needed to buck up or grow a skin as thick as a rhinoceros. Hillary claimed that she was told to communicate with Eleanor by her spiritual advisor. Oh, and it also turns out that Roosevelt wasn't the only famous spirit up for a chat because Hillary also claims that she has spoken with Gandhi. And number 10 is the email controversy. Okay, many of you probably already know about this, but for those of you that don't, allow me to explain. In early 2015, it was revealed that Hillary, during her time as Secretary of State, exclusively 
actively used her family's private email server to send emails. Now, you might be wondering, Matt, why is that a big deal? It's just emails. <laughs> well, it's a big deal because some of those emails contained highly classified material. As with every other politician, she was supposed to use official State Department email accounts maintained on federal servers for security purposes. This was such a big deal that the FBI actually launched an investigation into this scandal, revealing that 113 emails contained information that was considered classified at the time that it was sent, but it gets worse. Out of those emails, 65 were deemed secret and 22 were deemed top secret. Now this outraged politicians and the public alike, as many believe that she was putting America's national security at risk, which she was. But it gets even worse uh, because she, she deleted over 31,000 emails in what appeared to be an attempt to cover up unauthorized use of a home server for official email use. Now she has since admitted to this, saying that the reason that she had all of her emails on one phone is because it was just more convenient and it was simply inconvenient to carry two separate phones. Yeah, yeah, Hillary, that's a good excuse, you know, send in nuke launch codes and stuff like that just because it's inconvenient to carry two phones. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. But the truth is... So, those were ten shocking things. The truth is, she had more than two phones. She had multiple devices and switched them on and off, depending on where she was, who she wanted to talk to, to make sure that none of this stuff got collected in any one place. And by the way, that was, uh, that was Matthew Santoro uh, that brought this forward. I want to give him credit. Thank you, Matthew Santoro, because that was a lot of work to bring that together. And I hope some of my younger listeners out there learned a few things they didn't know. Don't forget that when it comes to Hillary Clinton, always ask the question, who really killed Vince Foster? Now, according to Hillary Clinton, she, Vince Foster committed suicide. He went and had a big Italian dinner, enjoyed that Italian dinner, and according to the autopsy, he was found with semen and blonde hair in his underwear. And, of course, Vince Foster is not a blonde. And uh, then, according to the autopsy results that were suppressed, he was shot twice, once in the throat and once in the back of the mouth. Um, clearly suicide. Then Vince Foster jumped into a car, drove himself to Fort Marcy Park, got out, laid on the ground, and uh, somebody found him there. But then uh, after he got found, he said, holy smoke, I can't stay laying here. So then he uh, crawled off into the bushes. Uh, where he finally died, and of course uh, he bled out where he actually shot himself. We don't know where that happened, uh, but uh, Vince Foster was obviously an amazing superhuman individual. Uh, but if you ask me, I say Hillary Clinton pulled the trigger. That's what I think, and, uh, and I say that based on the fact that she's uh, evil, wicked, mean, and nasty. And that's just Hillary Clinton. Uh, Dennis Bro said if she touched a cross, she might burst into flames. Well, yeah, she's talking to demons for crying out loud. Is this who you want as your next president of the United States, a woman that talks to demons? Now, I don't have any doubt, but she spoke to what appeared to be the ghost of uh, Eleanor uh, Roosevelt. I have no doubt that she did that. I don't have any doubt that uh, the... Uh, uh, the leader of the Mormon church, uh, what was his name, Joseph Smith. I don't have any doubt that he spoke to an angel. I'm not sure it was one of the good angels, but I have no doubt that he spoke to one. Hey, tell you this, guys, but there is another world. 
It's a spiritual world. It's different than the physical world. And there are two ways you can connect to that. You can get filled with the Holy Ghost, with the Lord Jesus Christ, with the uh, infilling of the Holy Ghost, and and, uh, the evidence of which would be the speaking in other tongues after you got baptized in water in Jesus' name, or maybe just before you got baptized in water in Jesus' name, and according to Acts 2.38. Yes, all of these things. But the fact of the matter is, you can talk to the Holy Ghost, which is Jesus Christ, because there is only one God. The name of the Father is Jesus. The name of the Son is Jesus. The name of the Holy Ghost is Jesus. Look it up. It's in the Bible. So when in Matthew 28, the Lord Jesus Christ said, Go ye therefore, baptizing them in the name, singular, of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, the name is Jesus. Yeshua in Hebrew. Jehovah is a mispronunciation of Yeshua because the Hebrew language does not contain an H sound. It does not contain a J sound. So that's why it can't be Jehovah if it's properly pronounced. That's why it's properly pronounced Yeshua. Some people pronounce it Yahweh because they're simply using the tetragrammaton. But the correct pronunciation, according to all of my Jewish friends, is Yeshua. The name of the Father is Yeshua a.k.a. in English, Jesus. Because Jesus said, I come in my Father's name. Well, his Father's name must be Jesus, Yeshua. And then Jesus said, And the Holy Ghost, which I will send in my name, has to be Yeshua, Jesus. The name of the Holy Ghost is Jesus. There's one God, three manifestations. Invisible spirit in creation. Jesus Christ incarnated in the flesh. And when the flesh dies and departs this mortal coil, the spirit of the departed one is a ghost, the Holy Ghost. There you have it. Anyway, my very, very short lesson. Um, Rodney Pugh is going to call in here, I think, in a little while. He's going to tell us what he found out in Washington. should be very interesting. So, uh, anyway, we love all that stuff. It's good to see Wilbur Witt in there today as well. And Wilbur Witt, uh, you can get his books and his writings on Amazon.com. There's another book that I've been neglecting to tell you guys about, and so I might as well take a moment and do that now. And the name of that book is... We Defy, written by Tommy Attaway. We Defy. It's a quick read. I read it in about uh, four hours on a Saturday morning. Picked it up, started at 8 o'clock, finished it about lunchtime. I think you will enjoy it. It's an exciting read. It will bring forth some ideas that you probably have not thought of. But I want you to know that I tested those ideas, and they do work. Uh, meanwhile, we got Hillary Clinton. And Hillary Clinton thinks that all you Christians just better damn well get over it. Uh, Let me play a little piece of that. But far too many women are still denied critical access to reproductive health care and safe childbirth. Now, it's always funny to me whenever you start talking about killing babies like in planned infanticide here in Houston where we we have the largest abortuary in the entire hemisphere right here on the south side of Houston, the only place in the world that black lives don't matter because 60% of all the babies aborted at the uh, 
Plan Infanticide Clinic on I-45 South in Houston at that big building that looks like a cash register? Does God have a sense of humor or what? Uh, 60% of those babies are black. You'd think Black Lives Matter would be down there marching around that building, but no, that ain't going to happen. You know why? Because all those black reprobates that uh, like to go out there and get all these young girls pregnant and then not take any responsibility for it and let the federal government, that would be you, pay for it, no, they got no use for having those kids. They want those babies killed. So black lives does not matter at Plan Infanticide. And Hillary Clinton just mentioned Plan Infanticide and then birth in the same sentence. Now, how does that exactly work? Because in a partial birth abortion, what they do is they flip the baby around upside down. They bring out the head um, and they, well, no, they don't bring out the head. They bring out the back first so that they can then reach in with an instrument and destroy the brain before the baby is delivered. So the baby will officially be born dead, a.k.a. born murdered. And there's nobody who likes murder more than Hillary, so that's why she would put uh, plan infanticide, killing of babies, and birth in the same phrase. But let's go on with Hillary here. All the laws we've passed don't count for much if they're not enforced. I'm hip to that. You know, it's against the law to kill people. It's against the law to steal their stuff. Those laws are not enforced. It's against the law to break into this country illegally. Those laws are not enforced. Rights have to exist in practice, not just on paper. Laws have to be backed up with resources and political will. And deep-seated cultural codes, religious beliefs, and structural biases have to be changed. Deep-seated religious beliefs have to be changed. We can't have people going around the world believing in this Lord Jesus Christ guy, thinking that he's God, when in fact government is God, when in fact Hillary wants to be God. We cannot have that. And that's why these deep-seated cultural codes and religious beliefs have to be changed. Cultural codes, religious beliefs, and structural biases have to be changed. This is Hillary talking here. Codes, religious beliefs, and structural biases have to be changed. As now... Hillary here, she's talking like like uh, women are important, right? That's what she's saying. She's speaking to uh, women in the world as a group. <laughs> Frank said Hillary, Hillary was uh, filled with the spirit of Satan. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. But she's speaking to women in the world as a group like uh, she's doing something good for women, yet she supports Islam. Is Islam good for women? As I... Oh, she got a big round of applause for that. Yeah, oh, these people love abortion. They love getting rid of religion. Yeah, they love getting rid of morality. As I have said, and as I believe, the advancement of the full participation of women and girls in every aspect of their societies is the great unfinished business of the 21st century. And that's why Hillary Clinton supports Islam, because there's nothing that's better for Islam, better for women than Islam, right? There's nothing better for women than, than a religion which requires the removal 
of their labia when they're young girls so that they will not be able to enjoy sex because there's nothing that's better for women than that. And this is what Hillary supports. And not just for women, but for everyone. And not just in far away countries, but right here in the United States. Oh, she's wonderful, isn't she? Yes, you want that, don't you? You want her to be the president of the United States, do you not? Yeah, Rodney Pugh says, yeah, over 3,000 gun laws. And you know, and I know, you know and I know, that gun laws do nothing to protect the people. What gun laws do is it's an occupational safe uh, safety issue for criminals. Gun laws, if you keep guns out of the hands of common Americans, it makes it safer for criminals to kill and rob you. It's also an occupational safe issue for tyrants because this makes it possible for tyrants to rule with impunity. So it's all there. Ah, Pete Leah is still with me. I hope you guys check out some of the video on the Parfest page. Pete Leah, oh, man, he did an incredible job playing tenor saxophone with us last Saturday night. Uh, Dennis says she wants to be the president of Islam. Ah, Dennis, she wants to be the president of the world. Hillary Clinton, I can't think of a single redeeming factor that Hillary Clinton has. No, I can't think of not even one. So, uh... Anyway, I'm going to hit this. Be right back. And uh, Rodney, if you're close to a phone and you got time, call in, buddy. It's 800-932-1980. And for that matter, anybody that wants to call in, 800-932-1980 on the Doc Green Show. Hi, I'm Pastor Stephen Broden. We're a few days away from one of the most important elections in our lifetime. This election, we will determine our community's future. Things have got to change for our community. We need school choice, better school and educational results for our children, economic development and more jobs, support for traditional marriage and traditional family values. We need policies that affirm gender-specific bathrooms and showers that protect the privacy and safety of our girls and mothers. Policies that protect our religious liberties. Liberal progressive policies have gotten us nothing and are threatening our traditional Judeo-Christian values. It's time that we as a community take another look at the Republican Party. Vote straight Republican ticket this election cycle for our future and for our community. Paid for by the black conservatives of Dallas, Texas. I love, I love those black conservatives of Dallas, Texas. Those are some great guys. Our media group is committed to helping conservative candidates run for and win elected office. Running for office requires more than just desire. It requires expertise. Crystal Laramore is that person. She has helped many candidates make it past the finish line. Congressman Dr. Brian Babin says, I would highly recommend their services to anyone in politics or business who wants to have a professional edge in a competitive world. Call 281-332-5710 or email news at thedamngoodtimes.com. Did you know that... Texas Specialties is in a little town of 1,000, Three Rivers, Texas. Texas Specialties is a small family business in a town where treating people right is a way of life. The Stubbs family, Texas Specialties. 
started out doing high-quality T-shirts for Texas music scene bands at affordable prices. Everything, the design, the artwork, the printing, accepting minimum orders, even selling T-shirts for the bands online. And now they bring that experience to you anywhere in Texas. Texas, special teams. can do the same for any small business, for teachers, for schools, dance classes, athletic teams, clubs, and anyone needing good quality screen printing at an affordable price. The Stubbs family loves to work with ideas and the people who have them. Your experience with Texas Special Teas will be excellent. Anything less just will not do. Call 361-784-2052. 361-784-2052. Click Texas Special Teas. Add on RagingElephantsRadio.com. Back on the Doc Green Show, and on the Newsmaker line, I've got none other than my good friend Rod Pugh. And uh, Rod, what's going on, man? You you're up in Washington D.C. I would I would would not wish that on anybody. Did you shower? <laughs> you didn't have a choice. You know. So what did what did you find out? What are you bringing to the show today? Well, a couple of things I thought was interesting. I hope I'm not breaking up too bad for you, am I? No, you sound okay. Go go ahead. Okay, good, good. Um, as we know, most of them aren't there right now. They're taking their little breaks and everything, saying that they're on the uh, campaign trail or whatever the case may be, which we know is a lie. Um Oh, did I say that? I didn't mean to say that. Yes, I did. Uh, uh, <laughs> you know, people get this, this uh, I don't know how to put it, misunderstanding that when they say they're uh, making all these plans and passing all these bills and everything, they're, they're really not doing anything when they're in the Congress Hall but sleeping, you know, in the assembly. They're just sleeping in there. Most of the uh, the bills, when they come together and pass them, are really done in restaurants or, like I said, back in Vegas here, mm-hmm. uh, in hotels, in all kinds of other places. Yeah, they're just not done in uh, the assembly room where you see them all the time. That's why you never see them in there, because they're not passing laws there. They're catching up on the nap or something. I don't know what it is. Well, some of them are getting a little bit FaceTime with some of them cute little uh, interns up there, too. Let's not uh, forget that. Oh, yeah, don't forget that. But uh, I, I thought it was interesting. I, I kind of walked around with people who were there and was talking to them about, you know, your situation there in Texas, about Texas succeeding. And it was interesting. Half of them didn't know what I was talking about. Others said, oh, well, they can't do that. It's against the law, which it technically is, according to what, uh, what's his name, uh, Abraham Lincoln did. But yet. Uh, yeah, but, you know, as you know and I know, uh, you cannot legislate against a human right. And there's no way to do that. I guess technically uh, King George thought it was illegal when uh, the United States, uh, uh, the colonies, decided to break away. But uh, nonetheless, we did because that was not something King George could legislate. Uh, We are free men. We are free people. God gave us liberty. And you can't take that away from us. And not just Texas, my friend, but every state of the union has the right 
break away and choose independence should they desire to do so. Carry on. Yeah, and it's not that hard. All you got to do is just simply do it. All this stuff about, you know, filling out this petition and writing this letter and all that stuff is crap. All they have to do is simply do it. But, uh, just like uh, just like Dan Patrick, uh, our Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick set out to all the schools. He said, uh, Eric Holder says, you guys got to uh, bow down to uh, Washington and, and uh, support homosexuality. And Dan Patrick said, no, you don't. Don't do it. So Correct. that's all we got to do. That's the first step. Unfortunately, it's only happened one time that I know of, and it wasn't even the governor. It was the Lieutenant Governor that stepped up. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, your state is such a unique state because you're, uh, before you came into the United States, you were our country that came into the United States. We were indeed. You had your own, pardon me? Yeah, we were our own country. We we absolutely were our own country. So you have even greater pressure against, against anyone than anyone else says. I, I think so. Once again, every state has the right. Every state has the right to secede. Forget that. Yeah, all you have to do is do it. You don't have to ask permission. You don't have to do all this. Um, you know, like you said, petition writing and you know, fill out this line, fill out that line. It, it all you have to do is simply do it. Now, of yeah, course, Frank, you lose Frank a lot of pointed money out that the it. Constitution of Oregon says, Section 1, Article 1, natural rights inherent in all people. We declare that all men, when they form a social compact, are equal in right, and that all power is inherent in the people, and all free governments are founded on their authority and instituted for their peace, safety, and happiness, and they have at all times the right to alter, reform, or abolish the government in such manner as they may think proper. And essentially, that's almost perfectly copied from the Texas State Constitution. So there you have it. I'm saying it too. Yeah, most states have it almost word for word, if not in some variation of that. So, so there you, you know, there you have it. So when you start talking about this, so to the people in the halls of Washington, uh, I mean, uh, were were a lot of them in favor? A terrified look. Terrified. (laughs) (laughs) The terrified look. One, they don't want that look. They don't want even people to think about it because if people think about it and then decide that it's legal or just decide to do it, they lose a whole lot of money, especially with you guys. You have all this, what's it called, oil? Yeah. (laughs) And you can just have everyone else by the ball. You're absolutely right. Hey, we're going to hit a break. We're going to be right back. Uh, Rod, don't go anywhere. We're going to finish up with you after the break. The amazing Doc Green Show is on the air. Maintain
maintaining your home air conditioner is just as important as maintenance on your car. You don't know the big difference there's going to be until you've had the work done. I thought my system was working fine, but now it's better than ever. Galen Beatty did it for me, and he'll do it for you. Good servicing will not only keep your system performing well during the sweltering summers here in Houston, but it will save you money year after year. In my case, it cut my AC power consumption by 20%. Do what I did. Have Galen Beatty set up regular AC maintenance to cut your energy bill and prevent system failure at the worst time. And what's better than being comfortable and saving money? Whether you need a basic tune-up or it's time to put in a new super-efficient system, you should call BDAC, 281-222-9591. That's 281-222-9591 to schedule an AC system tune-up. BDAC and Heat. That's B-E-E-D-E-A-C and Heat.com. BDAC and Heat.com. Jayhawk owned and operated serving Gillespie County. Come browse our large selection of vapor supplies, beer, tobacco, refreshments, whatever. We're at 290 West right outside of Fredericksburg. Come visit us today. TV and radio are great mediums for mass instruction, but for those times when you just want to hold something in your hands, there is the damn good times. I still love the newspaper, but I'm tired of the liberal bias. That's why I reach for the damn good times. Always full of interesting stories and great information, and you can have it delivered to your doorstep by calling 281-332-5710 or sending an email to news at thedamngoodtimes.com. Just $50 a year will get a full subscription. It's a great gift for all the patriots you know. Now, here's an important message from Vita Scientific. If you have high blood sugar or type 2 diabetes, these are serious medical issues that require immediate attention. Did you know that it's possible to actually reverse high blood sugar and diabetes by using simple, natural products proven to balance your blood sugar? It's time to do what I did. Take control of your life. Vita Scientific's clinically tested formula will help you to feel healthy and energetic. These breakthrough supplements, along with small changes in your diet and exercise plan, may be the answer you've been looking for to set you on the path to optimal health. These products will not interfere with your current medical treatments, so start getting excited about feeling great again. Please visit VitaScientific.com or call Vita Scientific at 210-520-8432. That's 210-520-8432 to learn more. Tell them Doc Green sent you and get 50% off your first order. Call now. You've just defended yourself with a gun. The police are called and you're potentially involved in a homicide, but it was self-defense. At this point, you are not in your right mind. No one ever is when they are in fear for their life and defend themselves. Anything you say can and will be used in a court of law, both civilly and criminally. Fortunately, you have SelfDefenseFund.com. We are the National Association for Legal Gun Defense, and we protect our members nationally in all 50 states, up to $1 million per incident per member. Let us do the talking for you and visit SelfDefenseFund.com. Any weapon, any state, any time. Doc Green, Raging Elephants Radio, American Voice Radio, and I am broadcasting from the SelfDefenseFund.com studios. And let's face it, guys, SelfDefenseFund.com. It's like the best 12 bucks you're ever going to spend. It's about 12 bucks a month for one guy. I think it's 17 bucks a month for two, because that's how I get the redhead in on this deal. And to get a little closer to the camera over here, 
I get SelfDefenseFund.com because in the instance where I was assaulted by a security guard at the Harris County Appraisal District Office, that's Harris County Tax Authority, I was assaulted by a security guard there, handcuffed and hauled off because I was asking questions about my taxes. SelfDefenseFund.com will represent me if I have to go to court on that because I was assaulted, and SelfDefense.com is exactly what it says, SelfDefenseFund.com. And I was talking about uh, my good friend Susan Dantzler. Um, Susan Dantzler, whose husband was attacked by sheriff's deputies and had the living crap beat out of him because he asked for a search warrant before he allowed them in their house. They wanted to search the house with no warrant. And, of course, uh, ultimately, uh, Susan uh, acquiesced after she seen what they did to her husband. She's afraid they were going to kill him. And so she stepped aside and said, all right, go in. But she didn't want her husband dead on account of something like uh, the police not having a search warrant. Now, the Rutherford Institute is picking up that issue. But the point is, selfdefensefund.com would have also picked up the dime on that one. They would have stepped in right from the beginning. They would have paid for everything. And that is why the selfdefensefund.com is so important. And I'm asking all of you to go there today, selfdefensefund.com, and get yourself an account. 12 bucks a month, all it costs. You get a big discount if you do the, uh, the one year at a time. You get a bigger discount, or at least you get some extra free goodies if you use promo code DOC for the Doc Green Show. Promo code DOC, D-O-C, and you get extra goodies. And I'm asking you guys to go there and sign up. Uh, nobody takes care of you like selfdefensefund.com. And in this day of overreaching government, it's just a good thing to have. It's unfortunate, but so many in the police force in the police force anymore do not even understand that you have a Fourth Amendment right. Um, God knows, I, was, I don't know if I'm going to play it today or not, but uh, I got testimony from Hillary. Anyway, done with that. I want to get back to Rod Pugh. Rod, we were talking about what was going on in Washington, and you said that they were terrified when you mentioned the thought of Texas secession. Yes, actually, of anyone's secession. But I, I want to comment on, on that, that commercial, if you don't mind. Oh, go right ahead. It's in. a great thing to have. I, it's a great thing to have because I have, I have two friends who are New York detectives, and uh, they got caught in a situation where um, um, they – well, how do I put this? Well, I'll just put it the way it is. They wound up killing two suspects who were armed with Thompson machine guns. Oh, and the family suing them because they fought the, the detectives fired first, and to make a lot well to make it. I know I'm not going to make a whole lot of sense here, but the the guys, you know, the Thompson carries what forty five caliber slugs and it carries what thirty some odd rounds. Well, it depends on how you have it equipped, but yeah, I th- and of course, just between you and me, I, I think everybody ought to have a Thompson machine gun. You used to be able to buy them in the oh, series for about 250 bucks. <laughs> now, keep it in mind, 250 bucks back then was about five months' salary, but you could buy them in the series. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, I carry an MP5, if that gives anyone a question. So, you nice. kind of get an idea where I go. <laughs> I, I can't, but, I can't uh, afford, but I'm happy for you. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a job. It, it works. Supposed to have my regular sidearms. Notice 
the plural there. But yeah. in any case, you know, the the city did its thing, and then, uh, you know, they got to the point where the department says, you know, this is getting too costly for us. We're going to try to do this, and then we'll do that, and then we'll let you go. But the self-defense fund stepped in and, and really helped them out and did what it was supposed to do. So if there's any officers out there working that are helping, you know, listen to your show, which I know there are. And, oh, there are. And I, for everybody I saw, as well. I saw Joe Dana in there. He's running for uh, Precinct 1 Constable. And uh, Joe Dana and I have talked about this. The importance of the Fourth Amendment, the importance of police being respectful of the Fourth Amendment rights. And conversely, uh, receiving the respect for the citizens that they serve. And, and I'm here to tell you, I don't like getting pulled over any more than anyone else. But I, it occasionally does happen because I have been known to drive a little faster than the speed limit on occasion. Not in River Oaks anymore. But when, when the cops get up to my car, the window's down, I got my driver's license, my license to carry, and my insurance all clutched in my hand on top of the steering wheel. So exactly. if it's at Best night, way to have it. I my dome light on. Because, A, Best way to I, have it. I don't want that police officer worried about what might happen. And, of course, he comes up and sees my license to carry and says, all right, where's your weapon? I say, on my right hip. And, uh, you know, and then uh, that's usually the end of that. And then everything goes forward. It's important. Police yeah, officers like said, stress. It should be respectful. But nonetheless, yeah. uh, selfdefensefund.com is a good thing to have, and everyone should have it. So, uh, oh, i got to say hi to Natalie, too. I'm sorry? I was just saying hi to Natalie. Go ahead, Rod. Okay. But it goes back to the fact that the way they teach in Constitution in the academies now, they may get it, they may teach it, they may not, and maybe just a quick over, overview of how they interpret it. And, and so it's kind of, I don't know how every department does it. Some do it well, some don't even touch it. So that's where the trouble comes into, you know, with the officers. And, and in the first few years of what we call badge heavy, they had that badge and they, get, they think they're doing a badass. So that yeah, that yes. But you know, when you get the succession stuff going on, people they, in Congress or Washington, they just turn pale. They go white, and they go, they, "No, no, no, we're not even going to talk about that." I just laugh and say, "That's okay." The people are. <laughs> no, uh, it's it's funny to hear and all this stuff. But I'm going to tell Rusty down there on the border, right? Rusty yep. at uh, the flag yeah. camp. Yep. Okay. Two things. Are going to happen down in, in February down there. Depends on who wins the election. Kind of the same thing, but depends on who wins. And right. right now, it's if if Bill, oh not Bill, excuse me, God, shoot me now for that one. If Bill, uh, <laughs> Bill wins. <laughs> well, I would say then. Never mind. I'm not going there either. Uh, if. Um, Trump wins, this arrest is going to have the help of a lot of marshals down there and a lot of other people. He's ground zero for this. I don't want to go past that. If Hillary wins, he's still going to have a lot of marshals there, but they're not there to help him, and we'll leave it at that. 
Oh, my. Well, I, I hate to say it, but I believe you're right. Uh, but Rusty also said he's got a lot of friends on the Mexican street because his uh, father uh, used to fight with Pancho Villa. And so Rusty, uh, Rusty knows people on both sides of the fence. And Rusty's not a young man. He, I think he's Rusty's 78, I believe is what he told me. But, uh, oh, okay, so he's... but he said the people on the Mexican street are rooting for Donald Trump because they believe Donald Trump's election will help to curb the drug cartels as well, and they are making their lives a living hell down there on the border. They are. Now, you understand that lately, for the last month, that um, the Mexican authorities have been accepting Haitians you know, from Haiti and giving them 30-day visas to come to the United, you know, come through uh, uh, Mexico, which gives them legal, legal status to come into the United States, and then they disappear. Uh, no surprise there. But, you know, and I don't know if the listeners know, that Haitians are not allowed to come to the United States. We accept maybe 300 a year out of Haiti. Mexico, well, yeah, because Haitians are a little like Somalians. <laughs> They're not good people. Uh, <laughs> <General>. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So when they say that they're all for helping us and they do this, yeah, 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 then you see that they're giving Haitians a, a visa that lets them come into the United States free and clear. Who else are they giving the travel visas to? Well, you know, if you get me started on that, I happen to know that the uh, justice or the injustice department uh, gave a drug dealer a visa so he could come and go freely, so he could testify against some border patrol agents uh, in a trial where the government lied about everything, including. Uh, and, and what happened here, if you didn't hear about it, Rodney, was these uh, the two of these drug control guys, Nacho Ramos and uh, the other guy's name escapes me at the moment. But they saw a known drug dealer driving a van with a ton of marijuana in it across the border. And so they stopped him. Oh. That's what you're supposed to do in Border Patrol, right? They stopped him, and he got out of the van and ran, and they fired at him and allegedly hit him in the butt with a forty caliber. Um, now, I say allegedly because we have no proof. Uh, when the government paid that drug dealer to come back and testify against these Border Patrol agents who shot him, uh, then uh, the bullet had already been removed, and they didn't have the bullet anymore. So we have no idea if these guys actually shot anybody. But nonetheless, they were given 12-year sentences. And George Bush, being the righteous guy that he was, when he went out of office, he uh, released them with time served. He, didn't, he commuted their sentence. He did not pardon them as he should have done, because these were Border Patrol agents doing what Border Patrol agents were supposed to do. So, yes, I know about uh -huh. that. And it also came out in a yeah, federal court that, uh, that, uh, that uh, the, the Injustice Department was giving money and guns to the Sinaloa drug cartels. This came out in a federal trial. And there's no questioning it. The, the Injustice Department was giving money and guns to the drug dealers in the Sinaloa drug cartel in exchange for information on the other drug cartels which then the federal government promised that they would help eliminate all of the Sinaloa's car cartels' competition in exchange for these guns yep. and money. 
Yes. Yep. Yeah. We we were on one against the other and hoping that one will flip the other harder and then we just kinda turn our blinds eye to what's going on. We turned uh Mexico into a bloodbath. Is all we did. We we have uh utterly failed here, Rodney, and I don't know how we're gonna get this thing back. Uh, you got anything else you think's interesting you picked up while you were up there in Washington? Oh, there was one other thing, but I don't remember what it was now, so I'd have to say no. <laughs> okay, well, you know, you're going to be around, and, and uh, the number's always good, Rodney. You can call in any time. And for anyone else out there, yeah, Bobby Ritter said El Chapo paid him off. Make no mistake about that. Um, <laughs> yeah. Anybody else that wants to call in be part of the show today, guys, it's 800-932-1980, 800-932-1980. And, uh, Rodney, I, I know you got some other stories that we're going to tell one day, so uh, one day when you think it's a good oh, yeah. time, pick one and come on here and tell it because uh, there's people out there like to hear it. All right, we can talk about the VA next time if you want Oh, one of my favorites, because as a veteran, I've got my own issues with the VA. But uh, I'm not going to go oh, into those today. Too. <laughs> <laughs> huh? no, I'm not going to go into those today. So, uh, All right, gonna... we'll talk to you later. Thank you, Rodney Pugh. I appreciate it very much. Rodney has had a uh, long history of working with the various alphabet agencies in Washington, so uh, he's always got something interesting to say. get back to some more uh, liquid tension experiment and because uh, I, I just happen to dig these guys I think they're kind of awesome Chapman himself perform on that instrument up close and personal.
Perriman. Hi-Fi hooked up to your uh, computer like I do. I've got a big Onkyo amp here, about 125 watts a channel. I've got an M&K Miller & Chrysler subwoofer, and i got Kef speakers. So I like good sound, and of course, if you're going to listen to Liquid Tension Experiment, you should have good sound. And speaking of things that sound good, let's bring in Dave Wilson of the Cypress Tea Party and talk about what happened at the Cypress Fairbanks Independent School District School Board meeting. Howdy, Dave. Hey there. Hey, there. hey Doc. How you doing today? Well, better than I deserve, but not quite as good as I would like. Well, I'll tell you what. Every time I go to a Cypress ISD board meeting, it seems like I'm, I'm, I, I turn up more stuff that I don't think they want everybody to know about. Well, this doesn't surprise me much. I didn't see this computer get unplugged in it. Go ahead and, and lay it on. Yeah. Okay, sure will. Well, anyway, I, I went there, and, of course, uh, those of you that might have heard us speaking before, I went last month, and, and we had a group of us together, including the amazing Doc Green came with us, too, and, and we made a statement with regards to the moment of silence, and uh, we said the Lord's Prayer during that. And uh, so I went to this board meeting. They again had the moment of silence. I didn't disrupt that, but I had signed up to speak. 
and uh, and I, I ended up doing the public comment portion. I again asked them to return the invocation and, and uh, remove the moment of silence, and I, I said a prayer for the board meeting. Interesting thing uh, happened uh, even uh, you know before my comments. There was a new elementary school principal in Cypher ISD that was uh, introduced uh, uh, at the board meeting and. And she introduced her partner as well at the board meeting. And uh, she's a principal at Moore Elementary School. It's kind of on the, uh, I would say, the the eastern side of the uh, Cypher ISD boundaries. Uh, it's an elementary school. And, uh, Doc, I'll tell you what, I, I understand everything there is uh, about the anti-discrimination laws and things like that and you can't uh, you know by law discriminate uh employment based upon uh someone's uh, sexual orientation but here's where i'm at you know when when i think about the fact that uh, we have someone here that is uh living a lifestyle that is openly in conflict with the bible and she's in a position of leadership and a role model for elementary school children. I have a problem with that. And uh, and I, I hope that some of your other listeners would as well. I'm still kind of contemplating what to do. Uh, I actually posted, uh, and I posted it on your Facebook site here as well. Uh, there was, uh, you know, I posted some information about the school board meeting at some uh, Facebook sites for the neighborhoods around here. You would not believe the uh, very quick and very negative comments I got back. And honestly, I guess maybe I'm a little naive. I guess it surprised me. I would I would have thought that uh, the Cypress, Texas area was, you know, I, I was hoping to kind of stir up some activists to, to come out and speak out against this. Hey, Dave. And all I got called was a homophobe and everything else. Yeah, Doc. Dave, the, I have reached the end of the show. Can you call in tomorrow? Because I want to deal with this. I want to talk about this. I can call in tomorrow. It's probably going to be after one thirty or so, but uh, yes, I'll plan on doing it. Let's do it, because I want to hit this hard tomorrow. Thank you, guys. The All Doc right, Green we'll do it. Show. The amazing Doc Green Show is on the air. The political, religious, and medical views presented on various shows heard on American Voice Radio Network are not necessarily the views held by the management of American Voice Radio and are not presented as an endorsement by this network. All statements heard on American Voice Radio are the sole responsibility and opinion of those who speak the particular statement. that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your 
Organic Sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Melody Cedarstrom, and you're listening to Financial Survival. I'm here with my co-host, Alfred Adisk, to bring you our opinion and commentary on today's economic and political events. And today is Wednesday, October 12th, 2016. Good afternoon, Al. Hi, Melody. Well, we have a positive day in gold today, up 210. 210 for gold in the New York spot aftermarket, 1,255. Silver's up 0.08 at 1761. Little pressure on platinum down five at 946. And palladium was up a buck at 652. The USDX today was just a little stronger, 0.17 at 9789. Crude oil down a little bit, but still above 50 at 50.34. 50.34 for crude oil down point. Four five, paper markets today. Uh, let's see. The Dow was up sixteen points, eighteen thousand one hundred and forty-four. The Nasdaq was down triple seven, five thousand two hundred and thirty-nine. The S&P was up two at twenty-one thirty-nine. Ten-year yield one point seven eight percent. The euro finally dropped down to 110. It was down 0.37, a big drop for the euro today. And uh, European markets uh, were all down, with Japan being down over 1%. Yeah, but London and Germany are, are still in you know, record territory and uh, not much pressure there. So we'll be talking about these markets and uh, what's happening with oil. Oil is an interesting story. We'll talk about that after the first break because during the first 20 minutes or thereabouts of this first segment, we have Wendy Wilson joining us from Apothecary Herbs. Good afternoon, Wendy. Good afternoon, Melody. And hello, Al. Oh, Wendy. Hey, I thought we'd talk about these uh, whey protein uh, products that a lot of people use, uh, especially bodybuilders. Uh, they like them because you know, it helps them bulk up. 
And for decades, you know, bulking up your muscles, you know, been the goal of most American males. But most people now avoid the steroids, and so they, to help them beef up, they're turning to the whey protein products. Usually you find them in bars, shakes, and so forth. So my question is, does whey, W-H-E-Y, protein, in a powdered shake or whatever form, is it good for the body, is it good for your muscles? And according to MuscleFitness.com, they said it depends on the product. So they say there's not so good whey protein products on the market. So we're going to take a look at the protein source and see if it's the very best choice that you could select if you want to build up muscle mass. Now, whey is comprised of amino acids, which are required for the muscles to grow and for energy and stamina. It also contains protein and antioxidants to assist your immune system and also to repair muscles if they need to be repaired. However, whey protein is digested differently than other proteins, and usually it's in the system and digested within 30 minutes, and all the amino acids are usually shifted to the muscles. So whey protein is typically derived from cow's milk, and we'll get to how they get it into the whey products in a little bit. It's, uh, it's processed from cheese. But uh, the quality and health benefit of cow's milk has kind of been brought into question lately. A lot of people are switching to alternative milk products. So is the whey protein uh, safe uh, to use? Now, according to sources, there's kind of a handful of suppliers uh, that manufacture the whey protein products. Um, and what they do is they get the whey um, from manufacturers who collect this waste byproduct from cheese. So it comes from the cheese industry. And the two main manufacturers for processed whey protein are Glenbia in Ireland and Hillmar in California. So the whey is highly processed and then filtered, and it produces this, uh, and they manufacture it into a protein type of powder. And then supplement companies like Quantum and Diametize, they order various protein powders and then add their own ingredients. They'll add flavorings and colorings, uh, digestive enzymes, sugar, anti-caking agents, etc. So this is why there's such a variety of whey protein powders and how some are better than others. Now, some whey protein on the market only will have 35% whey protein, and those typically are the cheaper varieties. So most of the fitness people say look for the uh, product that indicates 90% uh, whey protein. So here's the thing, though, we need to remember is when we look at the raw milk, it has whey and uh, uh, casein, which is part of uh, milk products, and it's only 20% whey and 80% casein. And whey, when it is metabolized quickly in 30 minutes, it's the it's a it's a protein that they're using. But the casein protein is more of a time release. It slowly feeds the body, and therefore it typically is absorbed differently, and it's in a different um, uh, metabolizing feature for the body to tap into. And this may be a good thing because according to fitness expert and author um, Ori Mossmeckler, he wrote the book Unlock Your Muscle Gene, he says try to find a whey product that has casein in it, but it's going to be hard to find. 
And he says, besides that, he says, the manufacturers use acid and heat to extract casein from raw milk, and that kills a lot of the nutrition and also produces toxic residues. They remain. So what happens is they, that it binds the calcium and phosphate, and in the body, as it goes through the digestive system, what happens is it can ferment in the digestive tract and then cause an increased risk of colon cancer. So... Um, and this is probably the reason all this processing, if you've ever had a whey product, why there's aftertaste, heartburn, bloating, digestive problems, and even allergic reactions. So um, I wanted to ask, you know, is there a way to get protein into the system that is metabolized right and is safe for the body and does help build muscle mass and help you maintain it? So is whey protein the best source? Actually, no. You want to go with a whole food source. And according to Dr. Tom Cowan of Weston Price Foundation, he says, forget the milk products. They're bad for you. He says the milk products are you stay away from because all those elements in milk, I learned something when I read his report. He says that um, milk actually binds to our opium receptors in our brain. Uh, there's elements there that stimulate the opium receptors in milk. So this is why people get addicted to milk products. Did you know that, Al, Melanie? I thought it was the mm -hmm. sugar in the ice cream I was addicted to, but now you're telling me it's some sort of an opium thing in the milk? <laughs> well, he says... He says, basically, whether it's raw or processed, he says your brain's opiate receptors react to the milk proteins, and it stimulates those receptors. Plus, he says it also disrupts your immune system function. So he says milk is not really the best protein source, especially if you want to bulk up muscle. Hmm. <laughs> He's talking about all milk. He's not just talking yeah, about cow's right. milk. He's yeah. talking about goat's milk or whatever else you might be able to find. He said mm -hmm. raw or processed didn't matter. It's mm -hmm. that. It's that. Anyway, um, so I wanted to um, look at the uh, chlorella and spirulina because those are um, chlorophyll-rich sources, but they're full of protein. Uh, for instance, chlorella contains 16 grams of protein if in as little as a few tablespoons. And even Dr. Oz from TV says that, you know, um, a beef steak has 29 to 36 grams of protein. So you're getting almost the same amount of protein as you could eating some animal foods, but with less calories, less fat, less triglycerides, and less risk of cardiovascular heart attack down the road. Um, also, Dr. Josh Axe, uh, he says uh, he switched to chlorella um, uh, protein for building up muscle because not only does it have all this protein, but it has uh, almost 30% of the recommended daily allowance of vitamin A, 71% uh, of vitamin B2, B1, and B6, and phosphorus, 33% uh, of your vitamin B3, 202% of iron, 22% magnesium, and 133% of zinc. So it does help your immune system and your prostate because zinc is excellent for those areas. So, And he also says that you'll have a leaner body with less unwanted fat when you switch to that protein because it has more antioxidants as well. You'll be able to dump the unwanted fat. Also, it offers you some uh, cancer protection as well as lower your triglycerides and improve your immune system function. So it helps the immune system fight off more bacterial type of infections for some reason.
So uh, he also says that uh, it will also help us look younger longer. So um, I said, wow, you know, sign me up, right? Uh, so chlorella and spilarina protein sources going to help you, help you build your muscles and maintain the muscle mass. Um, I've been an herbalist for 20 years. I've used these products, uh, these types of ingredients, and um, I'm just amazed every time I learn new stuff about them. Uh, I didn't use it to build muscle mass. I just used it for the way it made my body feel energized. And now I know why. It's just you know, more protein, more vitamins and amino acids and nutrients. So uh, do you, have you ever tried chlorella or spirulina? I've to, never tried spirulina. I, I've um, tried I've, I've tried chlorella, but only in, they sell it in, in capsules. Yes. Now and not for the purpose of making muscle mass. It's, uh, I don't know, I don't even remember what, but I've tried it. Yes. Um, well, it, it does come in good forms. I'm glad you mentioned it. It comes in powders, tablets, even in beverages they add it to that. So uh, the thing to look for if you're looking for this type of product, chlorella or spirulina, which is really rich in chlorophyll, uh, you want to get an organic source, one that's not been exposed to radiation. So in the past, the islands of Hawaii harvested the highest quality chlorella and spirulina, but then after Fukushima um, hit, uh, it kind of put a black cloud over the collecting of that product from the Pacific sources. So you want to be careful and investigate, you know, uh, where, you, where it's coming from, where it's harvested. Uh, even freshwater sources, you want to be careful because of pollution. You don't want it harvested from a source that has a lot of motorboats in, in, in the water. So because a lot of, if you've ever been on a lake or a stream, all that oil and stuff from the engine gets into the water. So um, what I've done, I've switched over to a really good company that makes farm-harvested, cultivated uh, chlorella and spirulina, and they monitor their water quality, and also they check for radiation. They actually test it for radiation. So those are the things you want to look for if you're going to tap into that type of source uh, for muscle improvement and nutrition and overall energy. So uh, we... Mm -hmm. How does the price of chlorella, for example, compare to the price of whey? Well, like I said, whey is going to—it's going to, depending on the quality of the protein and how much of it is. If you get a ninety percent mix of purity whey protein, those products are going to be way over sixty, eighty dollars a canister, and a canister can be anywhere from thirty-two ounces or more. Um, the cheaper varieties will be thirty-five percent whey, and you probably pay in the teens or um, not much over twenty dollars for those. Uh, so it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a gamut there. You have to read the labels. They say look for products if you're going to use the whey. Um, those with hydrolyzed whey protein probably be more of a purity source and uh, watch uh, the nutrition. Um, you know, those that don't have a lot of uh, calories and sugar and things like that. So uh, read the label real careful on there. Do you, do you sell those products, Wendy? I don't sell whey protein because, you know. Not, I'm no, not, not that, but oh, the chlorella. Yeah, and I, yeah, we do have the chlorella and the spirulina. It's um, included in our body foundation food mix. Um, we put some of the wheat grasses and, and barley grass and um, uh, rose hips and beetroot in that mix as well. So it's an all-around kind of nutrient source. It'll, it'll cover much of your mineral and vitamin needs as well as, 22 amino acids, and, of course, your plant proteins are in there. And it's gluten-free. It's, it's uh, not a wheat berry source, so wheatgrass is not um, glutinous. 
so um, you don't have to worry about allergies to wheat. Uh, so we do, and it's one of the items people usually get introduced to when they do their cleansing because it gives them such a list nutritional-wise. Because as you cleanse, you'll get rid of toxins, but some nutrition can go too, so you want to refortify, and that's how they, they discover that item. How much, how much chlorella should you be taking a day? I don't overdo it. Usually a tablespoon of the body food mix, and it does. it's not all total 100% chlorella in that uh, one tablespoon. So uh, if you're using just a straight-up chlorella product, probably a quarter to a half a teaspoon be enough. But you're not talking, that's, that's, that's enough for health benefits, but you're not talking about increasing muscle mass. Well, if you want to increase muscle mass, you probably have to go into the one or two tablespoon serving. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I know you want to build up muscle there, Al? <laughs> well, do I have to exercise, or does it just, the muscle just comes on automatically? I take a teaspoon, and I look like uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger back in the day. <laughs> well, uh, yes, do I actually have to lift weights? I, I think some light workout would be good. I don't think you have to get into a real strict, heavy-duty regiment like you would if you were trying out for some sort of competition. But, you know, just some, if you got some, you know, five or ten, uh, maybe 15-pound weights that you want to just lift every day, I think that would be fine, you know, and just keep those muscles toned. How soon do you think you could see a result? I mean, how if you, you're, I, I know how this is with a lot of vitamins. Sure. I'll, I'll get some of the vitamin du jour. And I will try it today, uh-huh. and I really feel invigorated. Right. But after about a month or so, it kind of wears off. Okay, I'll, there's a couple reasons for that. Um, but to answer your first question, if you're using a whole food plant source, probably within three months you'll see a difference. Okay, give it time because it uh, depends on how depleted this system is, how your nutritional stores are. And typically when people discover a supplement and it works well for a month or two, a few weeks, and then it kind of peters off like you mentioned, it's because it's not a whole food source of vitamin. Um, it's um, a fractionalized, it's an isolated nutrient. And so what happens is the body has to take from its other nutritional stores. I get you to fit the pieces that are missing so it can uh, metabolize it properly. And this is what you mean by a whole food source. You mean right. not taking just one specific nutrient out of, the, out of that food. Right. You're talking getting all the nutrients, and the food itself should basically balance those nutrients. Is that it, true? That's true. Like calcium, if you want calcium, you have to have two parts calcium, one part boron and magnesium, and your whole food sources have that ratio, whereas your supplements do not, and milk does not. All right. Yep. Well, so. where can people find more information well, on chlorella and spirulina? Well, and I think you just give me a call at thepowerherbs.com. Uh, our number is toll free at 866-229-3663, 866-229-3663. Thepowerherbs.com is the website, uh, but I'm in the office from 9 to 5. All right, Wendy. We've still got another 45 seconds here. I kind of rushed you on. I have a you, question for you, Wendy. What okay. is the shelf life on something like on the, oh, on the packaged food? Yeah, great question. Um, if you're using powdered forms, typically five years if you store them pro- appropriately away from heat and light and away from moisture. So they're not required to be in a fridge. Just, you know, an environmentally controlled space is good. Um, your capsules and tablets, about the same amount of time. Um, if you're using liquids, it depends on what it is, anywhere from five years or more depending on liquid. So 
you know, it just you store appropriately and you can really extend the life. I've used liquids longer than 10 years. They've been great. All right, right, Wendy, thanks very much. Um, That's Wendy Wilson from thepowerherbs.com, 866-229-3663. I'm Alfred Addis here with Melody Cedarstrom, and we will be back on Financial Survival in just a moment. Stay tuned. announces a brand new formula to help balance blood pressure from head to foot, strengthen your heart muscle, and reduce cholesterol. Now you have a professional strength alternative that works all without fear or worry of serious side effects. Empower yourself. Become independent from the expensive drugs. Call Apothecary Herbs and ask for heart, blood pressure, and cholesterol formula toll-free, 866 229-3663 or online at the three w's dot thepowerherbs.com heart blood pressure and cholesterol formula is just $24.95 and comes with a money back guarantee so get a pencil and write this down apothecary herbs toll free 866-229-3663 or on the web at the three w's dot thepowerherbs.com today. This is something a little bit different. Uh, Oftentimes on the program, we run specials on Morgan Silver Dollars and Silver Eagles and 90% and uh, very little on the Peace Dollar because usually the circulated Peace Dollars, because of their design, they get a little more beaten up and, you know, they're just, they just didn't seem to hold their, their sharpness and so forth. But I was able, uh, we got a bunch of brilliant uncirculated Peace dollars, so and they're just absolutely stunning. They're they're just beautiful, and the peace dollar when it is pure like that and beautiful and white, they're they are very nice. And the peace dollars were minted from 1921 through 1928. Uh, 1921 was the only year that the the peace and the Morgan dollars uh, were minted together. Uh, so the peace dollars were minted from 1921 through 1928, and then again from 34 to 35. Uh, most of these will.
will be in the 20s uh, that we have. And um, um, what I find interesting about the peace dollar is the history of it um, a little bit is uh, with the passage of the Pittman Act of 1918, it required the Treasury Department to produce millions of new silver dollars to replace the more than 270 million silver dollars that were melted and sold as bullion to the British immediately after the war. So the silver dollar that was designed to accomplish both of these tasks has come to be known as the peace dollar. So we have a tube of 20 peace dollars, brilliant uncirculated, and we also added a one-tenth ounce American gold eagle coin. This includes your shipping costs and the total is $710. $710 for a tube of 20 brilliant uncirculated peace dollars. One-tenth ounce American gold eagle includes all your shipping costs. And uh, we have quite a few of these packages available. And if you just want the peace dollars, make sure you give us a call. We can do that for you also. So that's 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. And make sure you visit our website at dgscoins.com, dgscoins.com. There's an article here from 24-Hour Gold. Ron Paul says gold going up, whether Trump or Clinton is elected. Um, His essential argument is he's saying regardless of who is elected, neither is going to create more stability in the markets. He says it's not going to happen. Politically Mm -hmm. speaking, there's going to be a lot more uncertainty, and that may go go into the market. If people are depending on political stability to get the market going, I don't think it's going to work out. He says, I think the election is up for grabs. It will depend on how many people stay at home. Um, People are so disgusted with the two candidates that it's pretty hard to predict which will prevail, he said. Uh, For Paul, it doesn't matter whether the outcome is in, what the outcome is in November, as he doesn't see much of a difference between the two parties. Ron Paul says, nothing ever really changes regardless of which party wins. Government keeps growing. The deficits keep growing. And the Federal Reserve keeps borrowing and printing more money. Now, this is, this, I don't necessarily agree with Ron Paul on this. No, I, I agree that history has pushed us in a way that makes that seem to be true. But the truth is government can't keep growing. Government can't keep growing the deficits. And government can't keep borrowing and printing more money. Right? There's a problem. There are limits. Um, People operate on the assumption the government can keep spinning currency out of thin air forever and somehow hold the... And I'm saying, no, I don't think so. I don't know precisely where the limits are, but it seems certain to me. And I don't think there's any doubt about this. I think it's always failed when we have a fiat monetary system. They always fail. Everybody thinks this time it's different. This time we're really smart. No, you're not. You got a fiat monetary system, it's going to blow up in your face, although it's not necessarily clear when that explosion will take place. Ron Paul continues, though, he says there is one area of the market that the former libertarian, uh, the article continues, says there's one area of the market that the former libertarian Republican presidential candidate sees as flourishing in the long term, and that's gold. According to Paul, if the economy is truly getting better, that would be better for gold long term. Short term, gold has taken a big hit, and it could very well go down more, but it's still up 10% from a year ago. Paul noted that gold has returned 300% 
since the year 2000, while NASDAQ has rallied just 6%. He goes on, he says, the laws of economics are more powerful than all the politicians and all the bankers. It's just that it's erratic and very up and down and takes a while to sort out. But believe me, gold prices are going up. And that, again, from Ron Paul, former Republican candidate for president, former congressman, and so on. Uh, anyway, Paul, is, Paul believes gold's going up. Um, you know, in short term, maybe not, but uh, medium term, long term, yeah, yeah, buddy. You know, I agree with them. There's no differences between the parties, but there is a difference between the candidates. And um, so, um, but you still have the... The, the office, um, which, is, you know, to me, you're still going to be a, a, a controlled to some degree by what you can and can do. You're, you know, the bigger, I think the bigger election also uh, can the Republicans keep, you know, control of the offices that they have. Um, but, you know, they're going to fight Trump all the way anyway, just because they don't like him. So, <laughs> you know, the prices are going higher. I think we have found a bottom at these levels. There really isn't anything much more in the news except for the rate increase. So the Fed released their minutes from September 20 to 21st. And I mean, there's nothing shocking in there, nothing, any difference as should we or shouldn't we. And maybe relatively soon, you know, there might be a, a quarter point rate hike. I mean, you know, come on, guys, you know, uh, they're, they're being very cautious. There isn't going to be any changes before the election. Well, they're not going to raise rates before no, the election. No, not before the election. We I mean, have a the, month to go or and, less than a month to go. And, and what election. we see in today's market is pretty much what we're going to see until after the election, unless something from left field happens. And um, so, yeah, I, I, we could see. But for my figures, gold is much, much up much more than 10% for the year. Yeah. And um, Ron Paul now works for Porter Stansberry. So just Google Porter Stansberry, and I can't figure that one out. Um, with Mr. Paul, because I've always respected the gentleman. But uh, um, so, yeah, he's, you know, he's spot on and he confirms what we say, Al. I understand. <laughs> he that. confirms that, uh, you know, gold prices and silver prices are going higher and you have to be uh, positioned properly in order for it to work for you. So, and that's the key. And paper, paper gold, because I know Stansbury promotes a lot of paper, um, paper gold is not real gold. So don't get confused thinking if you're holding some paper that you're protected by owning gold. No, you're not. So just be careful there, folks. Paper is merely a promise to pay. That's all it is. It's an IOU. If you've got wealth stored in a form of paper, you have IOUs. And you have it at a time when all of the debt that's out there, which is all of the debt is nothing but a promise to pay. That's what debt is. And if you're storing your wealth in the form of a piece of paper at a time when we have $20 trillion that they admit to in the national debt and perhaps over $200 trillion, according to the Congressional Budget Office and economist Lawrence Kotlikoff, you look at this, you do the math, and it becomes apparent that they can't pay the debt, which means a lot of these promises, probably, I'm guessing, 80 to 90% of the existing debt the existing promises to pay. I don't think it can be paid. Yet 20% is going to be paid. I could be wrong. It might be 50%. But if you're sitting on a piece of paper, the odds are at least one in two that you're going to lose your assets. There right? was another, 
there was another report out this week by the Federal Reserve Bank of New York. It was a survey, and it talks about the U.S. consumer's debt, and this debt burden burden is beginning to weigh more heavily on them. Uh, but the survey reported the highest probability of missing a minimum debt payment over the next three months in September since February 2014. It's the highest. It's the highest probability. I'm sorry, it's the highest probability of missing a minimum debt payment over the next three months in September since minimum. February. Yeah. Minimum, not minimum. a debt payment, a minimum yeah, debt minimum. payment. Which meaning means you're there not are getting anywhere. <laughs> people don't have it. Yeah. That's the minimum in most instances. $10, $15. I understand. They don't have a, you know, but... What's interesting about this report from the, or the survey from the Federal Reserve is naturally you, you, it's almost a given that you know it's been most pronounced among those earning you know the least amount of income, but higher income respondents are seeing higher chances of missing a payment as well. So those with a better income, you know, a higher income. Um, you know, so it's not looking. It's just it's not looking good for that those people either. So they're coming out and saying, "Hey, you know, we, you know, we we have a problem too." Well, the whole idea behind buying gold, from my perspective, the fundamental, the big idea is that you're it's a hedge against paper dollars, which are nothing but debt instruments. They are promises to pay that will not be kept, at least not by the Federal Reserve and or the federal government. There's, the only people who redeem your promise to pay that's inherent in every piece of paper that you have are your neighbors. They didn't issue the green pieces of paper, but they're the ones that redeem them when they sell you a car, a truck, a boat, a TV set, whatever. They're redeeming these green pieces of paper. Government issues these. The Federal Reserve issues these green pieces of paper, but they don't redeem them. This is like me getting a hold of a checkbook and just keep signing my name. I'm going to buy a new Rolls Royce today. But it's, but the check will never be charged against my account. Then I'm going to get myself a mansion. Then I think I'll buy the county, then the state, then the country. As long as I can't be directly charged with paying for the debts that incur when I write these checks, I can, I can rule the world. And that's what the government is essentially doing. They don't redeem their own debt instruments. They've talked you and me and Melody into redeeming their debt instruments. And it's no wonder that government grows bigger. Of course it does. It's like me. I could how how big could I get if I could write check after check after check and they were never charged to my account? How big could I get? You know? It's what's happening. It's part of the problem with these, and and it's a it's a kind of madness. It's a kind of insanity. It it's it seems like a great ride for a while. It seems like somebody has invented a money tree, and oh boy, this is you know it's party time. But eventually, the piper is going to have to be paid, and the piper is going to be more than a little bit irritated when he finds out that he's not going to be paid. What are we going to do when all these promises to pay can't be kept? Today there was a note to clients of HSBC's. Um, um, they 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 sent. It was um, released by Murray Gunn. He's the head of a technical analysis for HSBC, and um, he issued a red alert for an imminent sell-off in stocks. 
uh, given the price action over the past few weeks. And uh, what he tracks and so forth, it shows that, uh, you know, we're really close for it to, to have like a 1987 stock market crash. Well, it's going to be worse than that. But uh, for comparison's sake, it's, it's the markets that he sees, that the stock market moves that he's comparing, it looks very similar to those just before the 1987 stock market crash. Um, even Citibank's uh, an, uh, analysts also highlighted that the market similarities to the 1987 crash. He also agreed to that just a few days ago. So here you have a couple of these top analysts from, you know, HSBC, Citibank, saying, hey, you know, it looks like these U.S. stock markets are going to sell off and they're going to sell off aggressively here in the very new future. And yesterday was a sign. Now, to me, 200 points, you know, is that the start of the trend of it going down or, you know, is it just getting weak? I still think you're going to trade between these levels until it breaks out to the downside. Then it's just going to fall like a hot knife through butter. But um, so, again, more notification. They're telling you. And they're not they, the only course, ones. Of course, they're the ones that they trade on. They're, they're, you know, they release this information so they can trade on the information. I, I get that. So, you know, I'm not giving them all this great credit because they're coming out trying to warn you. They want to trade you. <laughs> they want to offer you something so they can trade you into something else. I get that. But um, I do believe and I do agree with them that uh, we are close to it. Um, but you can never, ever underestimate their power to keep these things going just a little bit longer but i think a little bit a little after bit. the election after yeah, the election i think is i understand uh, i don't through march now coming the 14th i guess which is friday the new rules for the money market accounts go into effect so not sure if we'll see any impacts um you know, uh, is this a lead up to that? And there's been estimates that you'd have about, um, what, $300 billion um, leave the money market accounts because of this new ruling and so forth. So are we going to – was yesterday maybe a, a walk up to, you know, the big day on Friday? Don't know. You know, I, I don't think they're going to do anything silly to the markets prior to the election. So. I don't think they'll do anything intentional, that's for sure. But, again, you know, the idea that they can always do something, they've always got a little more. The day's going to come when they don't. All right, and there's the problem. They can't do this. You know, they, uh, they might be able to sustain the system for another week or another month or maybe even another year, for all I know. But no one looks at this and thinks to themselves, well, this is all going to work out. Will we'll, this thing will happen? Will this will work out? And here's an interesting evidence of that. The, the problem we're facing, this is from Catherine Austin Fitz. Um, she was interviewed by Greg Hunter on USAWatchdog.com. And she says in the headline, controlled demolition coming. She thinks it'll be a, essentially a soft landing, no. not a crash. But she also points out, says renowned investment advisor Catherine Austin Fitz says there is $99.3 trillion missing from the Department of Defense in 2015 alone. Fitz explains this is a phenomenal number, a phenomenal amount of money. This is the cut and run. 
All this money has been disappearing from the federal government. Now, what's going on, Melody? She didn't explain what she meant by the cut and run, but what I think it means is that she's saying people are looting the federal government right now. They know this thing's going down. They say, I'm getting mine, and to heck with the rest of them. Where did $9.3 trillion disappear to? Who got it, and where are they going with it? There's something strange happening here, folks, and it's another leaf in the breeze that says, better watch your step, we're coming to difficult times. I'm Alfred Addis, here with Melody Cedarstrom on Financial Survival. We'll be back in a moment. Please stay tuned. from Vita Scientific. If you have high blood sugar or type 2 diabetes, these are serious medical issues that require immediate attention. Did you know that it's possible to actually reverse high blood sugar and diabetes by using simple, natural products proven to balance your blood sugar? It's time to do what I did. Take control of your life. Vita Scientific's clinically tested formula will help you to feel healthy and energetic. These breakthrough supplements, along with small changes in your diet and exercise plan may be the answer you've been looking for to set you on the path to optimal health. These products will not interfere with your current medical treatments, so start getting excited about feeling great again. Please visit VitaScientific.com or call Vita Scientific at 210-520-8432. That's 210-520-8432 to learn more. Tell them Doc Green sent you and get 50% off your first order. Call now. Prices have increased over 40%. Energy prices have increased over 20%. Wheat and gas prices have increased over 70%. What's going to be next? Do you see these trends reversing or even stabilizing? All fiat currencies have always failed and collapsed their economies on their way down. The Roman Empire, China, France, Argentina, Finland, Mexico, Russia, and Zimbabwe all tried fiat currency and all collapsed into chaos. Meanwhile, the dollar has lost over 97% of its gold value since 1971 when an ounce of gold was valued at $35. If your assets are in paper, you are in danger. Protect your assets with gold and silver. Visit Discount Gold and Silver Trading at DGSCoins.com That's DGSCoins.com or call 1-800-375-4188 That's 800-375-4188 Protect yourself and your family. Cedarstrom on financial survival. What's next, Melody? Well, I just wanted to say something about Catherine Austin Fitz. Um, and uh, yesterday, Greg Hunter had mentioned that uh, uh, she was uh, one of the females who went against all the um, big boys, you know, two years ago and, you know, last year and so forth about uh, nothing would happen until, you know, perhaps this year or beginning of next year. And, and I also was one of those. Folks, I didn't agree with, you know, a lot of those guys, Gerald Salenti, John Williams, a lot of them were saying that things were going to come undue, you know, good Lord, how many times, all these predictions and so forth. Last year, July, I mean, how many times have we said on this program and myself to my clients that, uh, nope, 
it's not going to happen. Nope, it's not going to happen. But we are certainly a lot closer today than we were a couple of years ago. And I do disagree with her, and I, I respect Catherine Austin Fitz. I do disagree with her. I don't think it's it could the markets could start off soft, but once that fear overtakes, it's not going to be a, a soft landing in the end. And I think the only ones. The people that are going to lose the most are the ones that had their money in the stock market. It went to 6000 and it came back, and they believe it will happen again, and they won't get out because they think it's just going to turn around and they're just going to leave their money in there. And I think they'll lose more than 70% of their money. They'll lose it all. Uh, so there's going to be a big portion of those people who think that you know they recovered and they got faith in the system that uh, the markets will come back, but they won't this time. The markets aren't going to come back this time like they did the last time. And if something happens overnight or on the weekend, there's going to be no soft you know, landing at all. You know, as I said, for years and years, you're going to wake up one day and the whole world is going to change. The world, would have, change. The world would have changed overnight. And yep. you're going to be running around like a chicken with its head cut off if you haven't prepared. Greg Hunter interviewed Mike Maloney. Some of you may recognize the name. Mike Maloney is, oh, he's a guru in the, uh, and well-respected within the gold and silver community and the rest of that sort of thing. But he says, worst crash of all coming is from Mike Maloney. He says, well, gold and silver expert Mike Maloney has been producing an Internet series called The Hidden Secrets of Money. <clears throat> Episode 7 of that series is the USA's Day of Reckoning. That's going to be devastating for most people. Mr. Maloney says he believes there are going to be an enormous wealth transfer. It's up to every individual whether that wealth is transferred away from them or towards them. Some of the wealth transfer goes from 100 people to one or 1,000 people to one. It's time. It's going. Uh, this time, he says, it's going to be hundreds of thousands to one. There are going to be very few big winners and a whole lot of losers now. I agree with Mr. Maloney that we're going to see some sort of a crash, whether it's the worst of all remains to be seen. Always the, the worst of all is also the least likely. All right. You have to factor that into some of these predictions. But where I disagree with him particularly is he says there's going to be an enormous wealth transfer. And he's it's already happened. Pardon me? It's already happened. Well, my my observation is that it's not simply going to be a wealth transfer. I don't doubt that some wealth will be transferred. For example, some people who own homes and cars and tools and land and factories will transfer ownership of those properties at very low prices to people who have real uh, liquid assets like gold. You'll be able to buy things for a dime on the dollar. All right? And you can say this is a transfer of wealth, and that's true. That'll, that'll happen. But the real story of the next financial crisis will not be a wealth transfer so much as wealth destruction. Most of the wealth in this country, or at least much of it, I don't know what, how you would figure it out. I'm sure someone has. But much of the wealth of this country is nothing but paper wealth. Right? It doesn't exist in the form of, it's like they trade 100 or more ounces of gold on the, on the gold markets for every, every physical. They trade 100 or more paper ounces of gold for every one ounce of real gold that's up there. The real gold is going to make it through the crash. 
the 100 ounces of paper gold is not going to survive. Right? And it will not be, there will not be a transfer of wealth so much as the destruction of wealth. It will be the destruction of paper wealth. And if it were just going to be a transfer, it wouldn't be a bad thing. You know, in the Bible, we have a jubilee every 50 years in the Old Testament where all of the debt is canceled every 50 years. That didn't hurt back in those days because they did not have a debt-based monetary system. Their money was gold, silver, cattle, whatever. It was tangible. And if I loaned 10 ounces of gold to Melody and we came to the Jubilee and Melody hadn't paid me back yet, the 10 ounces, that debt was just canceled. All right? I was out 10 ounces of gold, but Melody, she got over. She has 10 ounces of gold that she got from me. But the point, the larger point, is the 10 ounces still exists. It's there in our economy, and we can still use those 10 ounces, those assets, we can still use them to continue to do business. The only thing that really happened when they canceled the debt every 50 years is the oligarchy was prevented from getting richer and richer and richer. The really rich people had to take a, take a hit every 50 years, and they lost, they lost some of their wealth, but the wealth was still there in the community. This time around, because we have paper debt instruments, when the crash hits, those paper debt instruments are going to become worthless, or nearly so. Right? And that wealth is not simply going to be transferred, it is going to be destroyed. Um, you know, I've said this repeatedly, the total debt is too enormous to ever be repaid, and therefore won't be paid in full, or even by half. And for every debt, there's a correlative paper debt instrument, like a U.S. or corporate bond, stock, pension fund, bank account, etc., that is treated as an asset that's really not. And when, when it comes obvious, when it you know, becomes obvious and irrefutable that the debt can't be paid, which has been true for years, but it hasn't been perceived yet, the debt will be canceled, either by hyperinflation or by express repudiation. But either way, when the debt is canceled, the value of most paper debt, paper debt instruments, like U.S. bonds, will not simply be transferred to someone else. You may be able to go on a bond that says, suppose you had a bond for $100,000. You're not going to sell that bond for $10,000 and to somebody who's going to get $100,000 return. You're going to sell it maybe for $10,000 to somebody else who might get, he might make $1,000, $2,000 off of it, but he's not going to get 100000 ever for the bond. The bond can't be paid. The value, the, the, the wealth will not simply be transferred from one man who's having a hard time to somebody else who's got some gold and is able to pay for it. The value of the paper debt instrument will be destroyed, not transferred, destroyed. And there's the great damage. There is the great threat. Again, they canceled debt every 50 years in the Old Testament. But it didn't hurt. It wasn't a big problem, all right, because the, 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 the assets were still available to the community. But you cancel the debt this time, it's going to destroy the paper debt instruments that are laying in your pension funds, uh, that, are, that are going to support your retirement, that are laying in the bank vaults, that are used as collateral to justify making loans to people to buy you know, new cars, new homes, new whatever, new appliances, remodeling. That all disappears. That paper wealth will cease to exist. Don't just go from Bob to Jane. It's going to disappear, and therefore we can't. This is part of the great dilemma that we face right now. The debt is so great that it can't be repaid. 
and it's not going to be repaid. It's mathematically impossible. We're just not. It's not going to happen. The debt can't be paid, but it can't be canceled either. Because if we do, we wipe out a correlative, a correlative sum of paper wealth that's in the banks and in the system. We can't. If we have twenty trillion dollars in, uh, you know, the, the national debt that they admit to. All right, fine, cancel the debt, $20 trillion. Yay, we don't have any more debt. But yay, we also lost $20 trillion in paper assets. Now what? Can our banking system withstand that loss? I don't think it can. I don't think the world banking system can withstand a loss of $20 trillion. But we're going to see something like that before this is done. And this is this is the way I sit back and I, you know, Stay away from paper. I know you have to work with it. There's things you have to do with paper and there's that sort of thing. But you need, in my opinion, you need to minimize your exposure to paper debt instruments and concentrate on preserving your wealth. Not just increasing it, but preserving it against what a lot of people get a lot of reports and they seem to be increasing in number and frequency. Uh-oh, we're on the verge of some sort of a serious market collapse, uh, market decline. The number of reports seem to be increasing. That doesn't prove anything, but it is, it's one of the things that's disturbing, and it makes you be more wary, more alert. What are you going to do? Better get hold of something tangible to store your wealth. What's next, Melody? Well, I'm not going to disagree with you there. Um, today, I, I, I read some numbers about OPEC. We talked about OPEC earlier this week about the agreement between uh, the Saudis and Russia about uh, perhaps uh, cutting their their production and so forth. And you know, it was you know up in the air whether they would follow through with any of their so-called uh, uh, planned uh, uh, production cuts and so forth. Today. I saw that OPEC in September, when they agreed to cut crude production with uh, uh, the rest of the OPEC members, uh, members, they actually pumped a record amount of oil. So on one hand, they were going to cut crude production. On the other hand, um, they, they pumped a record amount. Uh, the oil cartel increased its crude production to nearly 33.4 million barrels a day in September. And uh, this was a new output record and a 1.3 million barrels above last year's daily production. But also what I found interesting is that the increase was actually fueled by uh, by Iraq, Nigeria, and Libya, which, you know, they've all suffered uh, production disruptions because of the conflict or terrorism. Iraq's output soared by 100,000 barrels over the previous month to 4.5 million barrels a day. Nigeria and Libya also added roughly 100,000 barrels a day to their product, to their production. So if the Saudis, if OPEC is saying, you know, we're going to cut production, here you have these countries that are, what, going against um, what OPEC is telling them that, that they all needed to do? Um, I just found that a little interesting that they're sort of looking out for themselves. Of course they are, but I think what they may be doing is if we've got OPEC together and say, okay, (laughs) we're going to reach an agreement on December 1st to cut our oil production, then everybody is also saying, and we're going to cut it by a fixed amount based on whatever our production is on December on, well, on November thirtieth. Today, <laughs> okay. So everybody's saying, okay, amp up now, so we can be producing as much as possible on November thirtieth, and then we'll we'll get a fat 
we won't really have to cut our production. If we can amp up now, we can agree to, a, say, a 30% reduction. Well, if sure we amp what, up 30% in the meantime, we're well, as good as we are right now. Well, I'm not sure what the production cuts would, you know, initially start from, you know. So, um, but again, it just goes to show you how difficult it's going to be for them to, to, to finalize its decision to cut production. And um, also what I thought it was interesting, and this is why we've seen the oil prices move up slightly. You know, I mean, it was over 50 for a while. It's starting to come back down. Um, but where is this oil going? And who, certainly there's China's probably buying at a lot lower prices coming from those countries as they're increasing their production. But the strategy for OPEC, it seems like it worked. OPEC now produces just under 35% of crude oil globally compared to a low of 32.6 in April. So the low prices have been hurting the oil production nations, but they've been able to get a bigger share of the, it actually worked, they got a bigger share of the market. So maybe people don't think, you know, 3%'s a lot, but I would think it would be in, you know, well, there's years. too much oil right now compared to the demand. That's the problem they have. And that means there's Somebody's too many producers, it. and these people Let's are all at each other's there. throats, and they're, in des- they're desperate. They're, in, uh, they're like Venezuela, or they're not like Venezuela just yet, but they are to some degree. Venezuela's going under because uh, nobody needs their oil to the same, same extent that they did a few years ago. Um, same thing's happening to the rest of these countries. They've got to sell that oil in order to hold their system together. You know, it's like our government that has made promises that we're going to provide Medicare and Social Security and the rest of that sort of thing. Well, and it was presumed that we would never see a time when we, we wouldn't be able to keep those promises. But, in fact, evidence is mounting that those promises can't be kept. Now what's government going to do? They're going to be desperate. They're going to be willing to break laws. They're going to be willing to violate confidences and, and betray people and betray people's trust in us. They'll do anything they can to try to hold the system together. And the same thing going on in Saudi Arabia and the rest of the oil-producing nations. They depend on this oil. They depend on the promises. And if they can't keep the promises, they know they'll face turmoil within their own countries. They don't want it, and therefore they are, you know, uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see war break out for the purpose of destroying some of the oil suppliers. All right? Just take them off the board. That's all. Then the price of oil go back up. I wouldn't be surprised to see it happen. Is it going to happen? I'm not going to make that prediction, but I'm still sitting there saying it wouldn't surprise me. How are you? You're not going to get these people to agree. Oh, yeah, we're going to, they're going to promise they're going to cut their oil production. As if they're, they're going to agree, make, yeah. keep their promise to stop producing and, and impose the kind of limits that OPEC is talking about. That's so sure. nest what, of thieves. And you're right. So they leave, you know, so they get kicked out of OPEC. They get to go on their own. They get to sell to anybody at any price. So anyway, there's the end, Al. That's the end for today. Uh, Melody and I will be back tomorrow on Financial Survival. Hope you tune in at that time. In the meantime, the good Lord bless you, me, Melody, and Frank, the produ- or Todd, the producer. Bye-bye, folks.
The political, religious, and medical views presented on various shows heard on American Voice Radio Network are not necessarily the views held by the management of American Voice Radio and are not presented as an endorsement by this network. All statements heard on American Voice Radio are the sole responsibility and opinion of those who speak the particular statement. that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific. politically correct but politically correct can mean so much nonsense seriously I mean at its core to be politically correct there's this um, weird demand that you have to dismiss the evidence that you witness with your eyes and you have to replace it with some kind of delusional garbage that has been shoved into your head by the conforming obedient masses. So politically correctness means that if you look at a red barn and a hundred of your buddies ridicule you while they say it's a blue barn, Eventually, you got to nod your head in agreement, and then you surrender to the fact, and you say, yeah, it's blue, even when it's actually red. So basically, political correctness is essentially a war on logic and reason, and it's rooted in the demented notion that social ties or social amenities now overrule physical and biological reality requiring you to reject things that are real and replace them with beliefs that are just fabricated out of thin air for political purposes. And that this process is now dominating modern society 
And it's proof that our world is run by the mentally ill and that the hordes of the mentally ill obedient sheeple are more happy to go along with these shared delusions that stem from such mental illness. So truthfully, we're all now living in a time of mass mental illness where 99 out of 100 people believe insane, untrue, and impossible things that have been demanded of them by the ruling political puppet masters. So I'm going to give you a list of things that I came up with that I feel are the most dangerous delusions that we're all demanded to follow. And I feel personally that if you believe any of these things, you are definitely clinically, mentally insane, and you need to have your head examined. So the first one, the first demand is that you have to agree that Caitlyn Jenner is a woman, even though Caitlyn, a.k.a. Bruce, was born a man, has the biology of a man, and has the DNA of a man. And the only way anyone can say that Caitlyn Jenner is a woman is if they're oppression, if they're pressured to abandon common sense and surrender to the mass delusions of a society gone lolo, which means crazy. So yes, the barn is blue, not red, right? So for the record, let me make something clear. Caitlyn Jenner is not a woman. He's a dude pretending to be a woman. I mean, look, the fact that Bruce Jenner won a Woman of the Year award is the absolute positive height of stupidity and mass insanity of a culture that's gone off the deep end. What, they couldn't find an actual chick deserving of the award? So they had to give it to Bruce Jenner because now he's Caitlyn Jenner? Seriously. There are no women in America who are better than Bruce Jenner impersonating a woman? Come on, man. Give me a break. The second demand is that you have to support the illusion that gun laws will halt criminals from using guns to commit violence. I mean, this is ludicrous. It basically hinges on the obviously false idea that people who routinely break the law will somehow magically abide by the law when you want them to. So the existence of gun-free zone signs further demonstrates the delusional thinking of those who ridiculously convince themselves that laws somehow restrict the actions of people who do not follow the law. I mean, liberalism is the art of being able to hold two wholly contradictory ideas in your head at the same time 
and somehow believe that both are true. But the point is, criminals are always going to have guns. And they always have them illegally. So even if you ban guns, even if you require uh, mandatory testing uh, and background checks and whatever, do you really think that the criminals are going to abide by this or even, even come anywhere near the reality of being a part of it? I tell you, man, and, and this, this is what's going on with Hillary Clinton. I was watching the debate the other night, and I mean, I, 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 I mean, I'm ready to call Hillary Pinocchio. I mean, it's crazy. The chick, the chick is corrupt. She's absolutely corrupt. Here she's blaming Trump for having, saying bad things about a woman, yet her husband rapes all kinds of women. She supports that. I was hoping that Trump would say, I, I imagine that if you became president, you'll build a cottage in the back of the White House from Monica Lewinsky, but he disappointed me. He didn't say that. So the third, the third demand of political correctness is that you have to agree that the economy is in amazing shape and that unemployment is barely 6%, even though you and everybody else you know has trouble finding a job or keeping a decent job. And while your own standard of living keeps eroding year after year, you're told that everything is awesome by a delusional regime of money masters who are systematically stealing your income and wealth by printing your own money by the, their own money by the trillions. And another part of this political correctness employment delusion also demands that you reject the obvious truth that Obama's care employer mandates have caused a wave of job destruction across America as employers get rid of full-time employees to avoid the crushing cost of a mandatory sick care system that's broken and fraudulent and therefore unaffordable. So flatly stated, to be 100% politically correct on the issues of money and finance, you have to believe that money materializes out of some parallel dimension and that the real wealth can be created from nothing. This is the key economic principle of progressive economics, which always leads to Venezuela-style economic collapse. So the fourth demand is that you operate under the illusion that only progressives have compassion for women and children, while at the same time supporting the partial birth abortion organ harvesting of living children at abortion centers across the country. Are you serious? I mean, this act of harvesting organs from babies requires killing the babies in the process, and yet you're demanded to affirm 
that no such thing ever takes place and to believe that all the babies are dead until the moment they're fully born, at which point they're suddenly alive. This defies biological reality, logic, and reason, yet it's the key platform of progressivism and a political correctness delusion. Seriously, the progressives believe that when just the head portion of a baby emerges from the birth canal, that baby isn't yet alive and therefore the head can be harvested for scientific research without violating any ethics or moral whatsoever. And it's notable that when the ISIS terrorists cut off the heads of people, it's called terror. But when the abortionists cut off the heads of living babies, it's called scientific research. And yet this whole practice is wholly supported and funded and encouraged by the progressives who somehow tell themselves that the murder of fully developed living babies is a woman's health right. Do, 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 <laughs> do, do you see what's happening to us? Do you have any idea? The fifth is demanded that you affirm that Black Lives Matter is a peaceful movement, even though a large number of their activists routinely engage in mass violence, hate-filled rhetoric targeting white people and police officers, large-scale societal disruptions, and now even give rise to murder against innocent people like the Dallas police officers. So if the exact same actions were being carried out by a group of white people, that group would have been labeled a terrorist organization or a hate group by the entire media long, long ago. I mean, it's ridiculous. When the group is centered around black people, acts of arson, violence, and mayhem are down translated into civil rights or First Amendment rights. Doesn't anybody recognize the bigotry that's inherently rooted in a separatist black movement which espouses hate speech and violence against white people based solely on their skin color? Look, Black Lives Matter's entire platform fits the classic definition of racism and bigotry. They are the KKK of modern racist America that targets and vilifies whites as a deliberate strategy to assert power. Black Lives Matter is, by its very definition, inherently racist and bigoted, focusing on separating the races instead of bringing people together under the umbrella of multicultural unity. And the proof of this is the fact that anyone who dares says that all lives matter is immediately branded a racist bigot. I mean, my God, you've got to be kidding. You know what the problem is? The problem with this is that nobody understands the human form. 
And I talk about this. I talk about when you when you look on the street and you see cars going by, the cars are all shapes, different shapes, different sizes, different colors, different accessories, different everything, right? We see this. And they're moving back and forth and back and forth. When you see a car parked on the street and it's not moving, the difference between that car and the one that's moving is that there's no driver in the car. So now that we've accomplished that, because there's no argument about that, look at the human body, okay? And let's think of it as a car. Different sizes, different shapes, different colors, different accessories. When a body moves, it means someone is driving the body. When a body is dead, that means the driver is gone from the body. So obviously, the driver of the body and the body are different. One is material, the body has a beginning and an end. The driver of the body, the soul, is spiritual. And when he leaves the vehicle, the vehicle is now dead, but the driver goes to another body in another life. So if you see someone who's black or white or yellow or brown, go beyond that and see the driver for who he really is, the spiritual being. He has no color. He has no religion. He has no race. He has no affiliation. The soul is the child of God. That's his affiliation. And all he's trying to do is climb from body to body to body until he can reach the human form because the human form is the only form that will allow him to go back to the spiritual world. But he cannot automatically go back to the spiritual world unless he dovetails his thoughts and his idea and his attention with spirituality. And that's just a long story for another time. So the sixth demand is you have to agree that police are never justified in shooting any black person at all, even if the black person was in the act of committing a violent crime or waving a gun at a cop. And any time a police officer wins a fight with a black guy, you have to call out police brutality. So the only non-racist police officers are those who allow themselves to be shot by the black criminals, thereby proving they were never racist in the first place. So it's kind of like the old witch hunt test where you throw a suspected witch in the river and see if she floats. And since everybody believed that only witches could float, if the person floated, you burn them to death as a witch. If they sink to their death, then that proves they were innocent. Today, the war on police is nothing more than the racist witch hunt translated into the mentally ill language of social justice. So the politically incorrect truth that needs to be stated 
is that black people are arrested more often by cops for the simple reason that black people are committing more violent crimes. There was, there was this black officer, his name was Jay Stalin. And interestingly enough, he said, black lives do not matter to most black lives. Only the lives that make the national news matter to them. Only the lives that are taken at the hands of cops or white people matter. The other thousands of lives lost, the other black souls that I, along with every other cop, has seen taken at the hands of other blacks do not matter. Their deaths are unnoticed and accepted as the norm and swept underneath the rug by the very people who claim and post Black Lives Matter. So the complaint was that the police are always targeting blacks and they're always messing with the black man. That's the complaint. But the fact is that a city where the majority of the citizens are black, like Baltimore, for example, will always have a higher rate of black people getting arrested, and it will always have a higher rate of blacks getting stopped, and will always have a higher rate of blacks getting killed. And the reason why is because a city with those characteristics will always have a higher rate of blacks committing crimes. And the statistics follow the same trend for Asians, if you go to China, for the Hispanics, if you go to Puerto Rico, for the whites, if you go to Russia, and the list goes on and on and on, and it's simply called demographics. But here, it's racism. The seventh is demanded that you embrace all illegal immigration as compassionate while strongly opposing national border security. So basically, you are told that you have to welcome all the illegals and grant them legal immunity in your sanctuary cities, even as these illegals commit mass murder and rapes and robberies and lootings. And you have to dismiss the truth that illegal uninsured drivers cause hundreds of accidents every single day across California, Arizona, New Mexico, and Texas, injuring honest citizens and destroying your vehicles in the process. It's ridiculous. And why did this come about? Because Obama gave them all amnesty. And why did he give them all amnesty? So they would vote for him in the last election. The eighth demand is you have to reject all voter ID laws as racist on the absurd basis that making sure people can only vote once in each election is somehow inherently bigoted or unfair, even when it's technically a bedrock of democracy. So while nearly every other country in the world requires voter identification at the voting centers, you have to agree with the politically correct puppet masters that these fundamental rules for democratic fairness 
are somehow rooted in racism and, and bigotry. So you got to come to grips and faith that preventing voter ID laws is actually about making sure as many illegal aliens can vote as possible for whoever they're told to vote for. The next one is demanded that you disregard the fact that the Islamic terrorists who carry out mass murder in the U.S. deliberately praise Allah while the White House tries to censor the 911 calls to make sure you never hear those words. So you have to consider these acts to be domestic terrorism, not acts of terror inspired by a radicalized religion that preaches hatred for homosexuals and women. So somehow to fit into the politically correct culture in America today, you have to simultaneously worship gay people, and I don't mean happy people, as well as the Islamic terrorists who murder the gay people. So how does that exactly commute? How do you compute that? Um, I, I, and last but not least, you have to believe that all of society's problems would be solved if only government were bigger and individual liberties were replaced with government mandates. So the politically correct nanny state requires you to believe, for example, that parents should not have any real parental rights. Because after all, aren't the little kids owned by the state? I mean, we're told that. And then the state should decide to compel those children to be injected with mercury flu shots or killed with chemotherapy and cancer treatment, even though the parents of the children don't want to do that. So if you listen to the politically correct progressives, all their solutions sooner or later rest on their belief that people have too much freedom in America and that taking away those freedoms is the best way to make society better. So right now, government is about one-third of the U.S. economy. But this is too small for the politically correct progressive who ultimately wants 100% of the economy to be run by a centralized, incompetent, corrupt government. And the name for that, by the way, would be communism. I mean, come on, free markets are based. Individual liberty is bad. Self-defense is bad. And of supreme importance is the idea that anyone who opposes totalitarian control by the government is obviously an anti-government wacko who needs to, be, needs to be silenced or marginalized. Only government creates jobs. That's what we're told. Only government creates wealth. Only government can up the, uplift the lives of the very people that now suffer under, under horrifically bad government policies. I mean, Obama says, you didn't build that, reminding us that political correctness is deeply rooted in mass mental illness because none of those beliefs have a shed of truth to them. Government can't create actual wealth. All it does is steal it and redistribute it or destroy it. But basically it excels at all three. 
So if you are a rational thinking person, then you've got to know you're living in a society that's largely populated by mentally ill people who believe one or more of the popular delusions that I just mentioned. So what's the solution to all of this? What do you do? Well, you have to believe your own experience and refuse to give in to the delusional objectives of the politically correct zombies. And you have to remind yourself to stay rooted in reality. You can't be swayed against your own direct experience by the wishy-washy narratives of the mentally ill. Spend more time in nature where truth is evident with every footstep. The more contact you have with nature, the saner you will stay even as the world goes totally insane all around you. So in essence, all of us must practice mental self-defense. We have to defend our own minds from the twisted distortions, the influence, and the psychological pollution of the politically correct zombies. And this requires real dedication to clear thinking and the turning off of all mainstream media ideas and sources which specialize in persuasively, God, I can't even, I just lost my mind. Anyway, we specializing in presenting false narratives as the facts. So the more you read independent media, independent media, the saner you become as you brush off or cast off the false narratives and delusional lies of the politically correct culture. Rejecting politically correctness is an important first step in the art of mental self-defense. You also have to reject the peer pressure from your lunatic friends and family members who believe all 10 of those politically correct falsehoods. But you can't argue with them, and you shouldn't argue with them, because they're probably too far gone to be saved with reason. So it's best just move on, make new friends who are already awakened and aware of what's really going on. Now, this politically correct nonsense, this isn't something new. This politically correct speech control gave rise to Hitler and the Third Reich. It, it kind of enters the, the world of progressive fanaticism. Safe spaces, social justice warriors, microaggressions, 
generation snowflake cry bullies. Basically, it kind of mirrors the brown shirts of Nazi Germany and escalates the demands for obedience into physical violence against the innocent. And we're seeing this today. Like I mentioned, Black Lives Matter with the terrorist shootings of police officers, the beatings of innocent people, because just because they're white and calls for extreme act of violence against the police officers and the Caucasians. So the aggressive, violent behavior of progressive fanaticism basically is mirroring the rise of the Third Reich that eventually led to genocide and the mass murder of millions. So Nazi actually means national socialism. And the Third Reich is incorrectly described as a far-right regime. It's actually an extreme rendition of corporate government fascism, a powerful centralized socialist government, and the kind of strict demands for cultural obedience that we frequently see from the extreme left. And some of the big issues that characterized the Nazi government were gun control, forced euthanasia, an expansion of entitlement handouts, and the invocation of science as the justification behind genocide. And we see all these same themes today from the political left. The California Senate Bill 277 basically is a genocidal medical experiment conducted on children by the state government, which was pushed by a radical leftist child killer named Senator Richard Pan, who would have been right at home in the Third Reich. So just as in Nazi Germany, Today's social justice warriors are intolerant, racist, bigoted instigators of violence, and they seek political power at the expense of innocence. And while disavowing the legitimacy of law in a peaceful society, today's politically correct, correct fanatics including the lunatic leftist university students, demand the mass disarmament of private citizens by a totalitarian government that is following in lockstep with the early days of Nazi Germany when gun confiscation preceded genocide. So while the students in the United States are now being vilified for saying that all lives matter, We've entered a realm of extreme leftist lunacy that can't be ended with reason or any appeal to logic. And the violent rhetoric and destructive actions of the political left have now gone beyond the point of no return 
leading America to the exact outcome desired by the globalist instigators like George Soros. Civil War. So Soros and others seek to tear America apart from within. Why? Because they have hatred for humanity. They want to destroy people of high influence like Adolf Hitler, the destructive people of high influence like Hitler, George Soros, Barack Obama. They use their positions to enslave people rather than set them free. And they create conflict rather than preventing it. And they use words as weapons to keep people down rather as tools to empower individuals. You have to see this, that America has now entered a very dangerous chapter in its history and conformity to the political correct language is a surrender to the fanaticism, the radical left. So now it's time for all of us to reject politically correct language control, to reject the leftist thought, police, and assert our right to exercise clear thinking diversity with a vast array of ideas and dissenting speech. This is a really critical moment in history because if we don't defend speech freedom, we're going to lose it forever. Because the Nazi-like political correct language, police on the left demand that you either surrender to them or die. Does that sound familiar? History's been here before and didn't end without massive bloodshed. Eventually, the USA, Russia, and other allies had to use kinetic weapons to destroy the Nazi regime and end this politically correct genocide against humanity. We got to hope that this doesn't happen again, even though we're on that road. So what do we do? I mean, seriously, okay. So that's that. But now what about health? What, what about the health areas where we're being told that if you get cancer, for example, you have to go through radiation, chemotherapy, and eventually surgery. So what's the first question someone asks themselves when they find out they have cancer? Obviously, the question is, how did I get it? Yet, 99% of those people never figure out the answer to that question. Why? Because cancer is caused mainly by the cumulative consumption of toxins over time. And if you keep consuming toxins, your oncologist cannot save you. It's just like the thought process. Don't listen to the bullshit. Listen to reality. Listen to what makes sense. And it's the same thing with disease. If you spend your life consuming toxins, you ain't going to escape all these things that are going to harm your body. 
No knife can cut out the toxins in your blood. No amount of chemotherapy or radiation can eradicate the carcinogens invading your blood supply. And the problem is chemotherapy adds to it. The good news is it's never too late to cut off the cancer's fuel by ending your chemical intake. And that includes what you eat, what you drink, what you breathe in, what gets injected, what you put on your body. Why? Because the medical doctors know nothing about this. They recommend the best surgeons, the most technologically advanced oncology institutions, the relentless testing, including CAT scans and MRIs and mammograms and biopsies and on and on and on and on. And yes, it is overwhelming. And it should be. And you have to realize that all the testing and all the surgery in the world cannot get the poison out of the pool if you just go home and keep pouring it in after it's removed or treated with more chemicals. Do you think it might be time to use a little bit of common sense? There ain't no one-step cure. There is no magic wand that a surgeon can wave to fix cancer. No dermatologist in the world can just cut off a cancer spot and cure you for life. No organ can be removed that ends cancer if you eat, drink, breathe, and inject toxins day after day after day. Cancer curing lives and breathes and cancer prevention. If you don't eat cancer, cancer won't eat you. So you have to apply broad strokes to paint your new healthy life picture. There's not a one-stop shopping cure. They are lifestyle changes that almost ensure you won't get what every third American gets in life. And that's the word that begins with the dreaded letter C. So there's some lifestyle practices, lifestyle practices that are simple and practical and can prevent cancer. But people don't follow them because they're locked in to conventional ways. So I'm going to tell you some different things to do. You do it, God bless you. You don't do it, it's on you. Number one, try to avoid eating GMOs and processed foods whenever possible. Most American conventional food contains artificial ingredients, pesticides, preservatives, additives, bleach, nitrates, toxic gluten, 
and hydrogenated oils that cause cancer. How would you know this? By reading a label. Next, you don't put personal care products on your skin, in your hair, on your lips or nails that contain chemicals. Look around for organic products that tell you specifically on the label they do not contain parabens, coal tar dyes, talc, polyethylene glycols or PEGs, petroleum-based chemicals, phthalates, or triclosan. Never burn or spray products in your home that contain chemicals like cheap candles, candles, popular air fresheners, and stuff like that. Buy organic candles. Make your own air fresheners with filtered water. Use rubbing alcohol as a carrier and natural essential oils to come up with incredible fragrances. It's an easy formula. Once you make it, you go buy a spray bottle. Oh my God, how do I do that? You have a computer, you have a search engine. Go and ask the question. How can I make an organic candle? How can I make my own air freshener? It's out there. Then you gotta avoid all vaccines and flu shots. Why? Because they contain mercury and aluminum and MSG and formaldehyde. And I'm not joking about this. Go to the CDC website. That They're not called the Centers for Deceit Control and Procrastination for nothing. It's scary and it's getting worse. There's so many hoax diseases out there that you can build natural immunity by eating organic food and taking herbal tinctures. And just for the hell of it, check out turmeric, oil of oregano, and garlic. You know why garlic is so good? Because it's sulfur-based. Problem is, you have to eat nine cloves of garlic a day to equal one teaspoon of organic sulfur crystals. And if you want to learn more about organic, you can go to my website, healthtalkhawaii.com, click on products, and you can read all about it. Now, you don't want to drink any water from the tap because it usually contains fluoride and other people's medications because they flush it down the toilet and it, it, it just recycles. And the chemicals like bleach cause bladder cancer and pancreatic cancer. So what you do is you get a really good water filter and that's the water you drink. It's not rocket science. And then you have to avoid white foods. Uh-oh, see, now I'm being racist. No, you have to avoid white foods because they're all bleached. And that includes white bread 
and white pasta and white flour and white sugar and white rice, except for basmati rice. Then you have to avoid artificial sweeteners, mainly aspartame and sucralose, which has the brand name Splenda, and sorbitol. Why? They cause irritable bowels and migraines, which are your first signs that your body's rejecting them. And then after a while, when you keep taking it, comes cancer. So get rid of it now. And last, if possible, avoid prescription meds because they're all chemical-based and they turn the blood acidic and they enable the cancer to develop and spread easily. Oh, yeah, you must be surprised. I've never heard that before. I mean, nearly every medication out there relieves symptoms of toxicity temporarily. Don't fall for the tricks that the medical doctors shell out. Just going to make you worse. This is not rocket science. Do you understand that the human form is an herbivorous form? Oh, what the hell does that mean? Well, that means herbivorous means plants. That means that the human form is designed to eat plant foods. Now, I don't care what you say to that. And I was conditioned as a little kid, too. And I ate hamburgers and meatballs and all that stuff, just like you do. But I got away from it. Then I learned from years of being on the radio and having to do all kind of research that the human form is designed to eat plant-based foods. And then I wanted to know why is the human form designed to eat plant-based foods? And I learned that the saliva of a human being is alkaline. And I said, well, so what, what, what does that mean? And then I learned that the plants that we eat, they're alkaline. So all the vegetables and the fruits and the whole grains, they're all alkaline. When the alkaline food mixes with the alkaline saliva, somehow it breaks down and you can chew the alkaline fruits and grains and vegetables and it mixes with the saliva and basically you virtually drink what you're eating. And this liquid goes into this coiled up 35 yard digestive tract inside your gut. And because it's so refined, because it's all broken down, it leaves your body in two days. So far, so good. So now we get conditioned and now we get addicted to anything that had a face in the mother. And I have to have my meatballs, and I have to have my hamburger, and I gotta have my chicken, and I got, how can I give up my fresh fish? Oh my God. Okay, fine. So you, what, you're eating basically the muscle of a creature. All of this is acidic, causes acidity in the body. So now you're eating a muscle. 
the acidic muscle mixes with the alkaline saliva and the two combine do absolutely nothing for one another. So you're chewing and 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 still you've sucked out all the blood, you've sucked out all the flavors, you've sucked out all the spices, everything is gone. And you still got this clump, this muscle sitting in your mouth. <laughs> well, you're not spitting it out, right? So you figure, well, I got the next piece coming up. I'll just swallow it, okay? And you swallow clump number one. Then you do the same thing with clump number two and clump number three and clump number four and whatever. And you're doing the same thing with every clump. Now you got something acidic that is sitting in this 35-yard digestive tract if it were be stretched out. And it's not broken down, and it didn't dissolve very easily, and it's just sitting there. And unfortunately, that muscle will take up to seven days to leave your body. So my question then is, if it's sitting in your body for seven days, where do all the hormones go, the growth hormones? Where do all the antibiotics go? Where do all the GMOs that have been fed to the animals go? Where do all the acidic leftovers of the dead, dying, diseased, and decayed animals that are fed back to the living animals go? They go in your body, and they circulate in your body, and that doesn't leave the body for seven days. Now, I could see maybe if you had one meal a month of flesh foods, then, you know, in seven days it's gone, and you got a little bit of discomfort, but three squares a day or two squares a day? sitting in your body for seven days before it leaves, virtually it's in your body endlessly because that's your diet, because you don't want to believe that the human form is supposed to eat plants. And then, of course, you, you love your eggs, bacon and eggs for breakfast, scrambled eggs, whatever, um, sunny side ups and what do you know that first of all what you're doing is you're, you're basically sponsoring an abortion clinic because the egg is the embryo that the little baby chicken is supposed to be hatched from so you're helping to kill you're helping to abort the baby chicken. What happens is there is so much protein in that one egg that your body goes ballistic because it's too much protein for an entire day for your body to deal with. So question is, how does your body 
compensate for this? How does it get rid of the excess protein that is more protein that your body needs in a whole day, in just one meal? It compensates with calcium. It uses calcium to neutralize the protein. So my question to you is, and I don't think you're stupid, where in your body would you have calcium? And if you said your bones, you are absolutely correct. And people wonder why they developed osteoporosis or whether why they have severe arthritis. You gotta get it. It requires, yeah, okay, it still requires massive change on your part. But it opens up a door that has been closed to you all your life because the medical community, which is nothing more than a hooker for the pharmaceutical pen, doesn't want you to be healthy. Because if you're healthy, they and the pharmaceutical industry don't make any money. You understand that patient, the word patient, is a euphemism for customer, and the success of any business is repeat business with customers. So I would think that it's come time for you to think about things and make a choice on how you can become healthy. You do think that taking a drug to treat a symptom will effect a cure. No, 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 no. That ain't never gonna happen. And why? Because the pharmaceutical industry pays for the curriculum of the medical student when he goes to medical school. And the pharmaceutical industry is not gonna provide any information that tells the student about nutrition and how the body can heal itself through natural remedies. You know, I just opened up a door that ain't politically correct. And there's not much I can do about it, but that's reality. I'm just giving you the information. Do whatever you want with it. Well, George Harrison is doing this thing, and he's telling me that I've got maybe, if I'm lucky, one minute left. So all I can do is hope that you take this seriously and open up that door that has been closed to you for most of your life. Because when you open that door and go into Wonderland, you can leave all your troubles behind and your body can function. I mean, you're gonna live forever? Hell no, man. Like everybody else, you're gonna die. But you don't have to die with tons of prescription drugs in the hands of a medical guy who's only going to treat your symptoms. With that, I'm going to let George Harrison do his thing. And I thank you for listening and uh, catch you all later. Aloha.
The political, religious, and medical views presented on various shows heard on American Voice Radio Network are not necessarily the views held by the management of American Voice Radio and are not presented as an endorsement by this network. All statements heard on American Voice Radio are the sole responsibility and opinion of those who speak the particular statement. that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific. just defended yourself with a gun. The police are called and you're potentially involved in a homicide, but it was self-defense. At this point, you are not in your right mind. No one ever is when they are in fear for their life and defend themselves. Anything you say can and will be used in a court of law, both civilly and criminally. Fortunately, you have selfdefensefund.com. We are the National Association for Legal Gun Defense, and we protect our members nationally in all 50 states, up to $1 million per incident per member. Let us do the talking for you and visit selfdefensefund.com. Any weapon, any state, any time. Here's an important message from Vita Scientific. If you have high blood sugar or type 2 diabetes, these are serious medical issues that require immediate attention. Did you know that it's possible to actually reverse high blood sugar and diabetes by using simple, natural products proven to balance your blood sugar? It's time to do what I did. Take control of your life. Vita Scientific's clinically tested formula will help you to feel healthy and energetic. These breakthrough supplements, along with small changes in your diet and exercise plan, may be the answer you've been looking for to set you on the path to optimal health. These products will not interfere with your current medical treatments, so start getting excited about feeling great again. Please visit VitaScientific.com or call Vita Scientific at 210-520-8432. That's 210-520-8432 to learn more. Tell them Doc Green sent you and get 50% off your first order. Call now. Most people realize their body needs clean water to function properly. Pure is the cleanest water, also known as distilled water. Some frauds pushing fake science and ignorant people repeating their disinformation and half-truths will tell you distilled water leaches minerals from the body. What they fail to tell you is distilled water only attracts and flushes inorganic minerals from your body. These are minerals your body cannot process and can interfere with your
your proper body functions. Distilled water does flush these inorganic materials from your body and is an effective and natural way to cleanse your body. ABR sells a distiller that distills one gallon every three and a half hours. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com, click on the Superstore, go to the distiller, check the pricing and how to order, and watch the video explaining in detail why distilled water is pure water. Go, 
right, good afternoon all. This is the Frank Report. I'm your host, Francis Stepp, and you are listening here on American Voice Radio Network. It is about eight minutes after 3 p.m. Pacific Time. That's 3 p.m. Pacific Time. Remember, Wednesdays I am on an hour later. 3 p.m. Pacific Time. Well, 3.08 and a half now, but uh, you get the point. So try to mark that down or burn it in your head or remember it or whatever. Anyhow, it is uh, October 12th. It's Wednesday. And if everything works out for you that we're live, well, you've got to know where you're at, what time zone you're in. But if you can figure all that out, and if you can't, probably you shouldn't call in anyway. But 800-932-1980 is the call-in number. 800-932-1980. And why? Well, yeah, yeah, anyway, I won't go into that. TheAmericanVoice.com or AmericanVoiceRadio.com. That's the website, theamericanvoice.com or americanvoiceradio.com. You go there, and everything you need to know about this network is found there. Plus, we have a chat room, and uh, you can utilize that chat room to either participate in the show or simply just uh, socialize with folks in there. Now, I'm I'm trying to get over there, but my computer is really slowing down because I have, well, a million uh, tabs open. And a uh, nice little feature that Firefox has, or should I say Google, because Firefox is now Google Chrome, basically. You know, I know all of you out there love Firefox, and I do, too. I did. Uh, I did, anyway. I don't love it so much anymore. It's problematic, and it's it's Chrome, Okay. Look, you don't believe me? Go to Chrome, open it up, start using it. Everything about it, except the way it looks, is the same as Firefox. And you might wonder, well, I wonder how that happens, because Chrome is owned by Google, and, and, and well, Firefox is open source. That's why we love it all. Yeah, well, guess what? Guess who is Firefox, or should I say Mozilla's? partner. Oh, I'll wait. Go ahead and try to figure it out. Ah, we ain't got that kind of time. Yeah, it's Google. Oh my, I'm so shocked. And coincidentally, just after they become partners, Chrome and Firefox are exactly the same, except for the way they look. Yeah, wow, what a coincidence. And then, of course, Firefox turn to crap. Why? Well, because, you know, we we don't have all that energy to spend on opening tabs for your use. No, 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 no. We got to use all that computing power, you know, to spy on you. And by the way, uh, when Google goes ahead and spies on you, or Fedbook does, uh, where do you think that goes? Oh, you think that just uh, Fedbook just goes out and you know, sells it to whoever will buy it. Well, that's pretty much true. Oh, but wait, it's worse. Yeah, that's right. Uh, they have insiders that steal, basically, data and give it to the Hillary Clinton campaign. That's right. Oh, where are we here? I'm I'm trying to find this. Like I said, I have like a million tabs open. And, of course, you know, they don't want to open up because, well, you know, 
that would just be wrong. Uh, I'm looking here, I'm looking here, I'm looking, I'm looking. There's so much, folks. There is so much. Um, oh, well, here's something along the same lines. I'll I'll get to this as I can find it, and as I do these, I'll just close them, and hopefully things will work better. Uh, Donna Brazil shared CNN town hall questions with the Clinton camp. Hey, isn't that nice? Yeah, they get the questions before they happen, but the other guy doesn't, see. Donna Brazil, the current head of the Democratic National Committee, appears to have tipped the Clinton campaign off to a question about the death penalty that was going to be asked during a CNN town hall in March. From time to time, I get the questions in advance, Brazil wrote in an email to Clinton Campaign Communications Director Jennifer Palomari on March 12th. Really? From time to time, you get the questions in advance? Well, well, that doesn't seem fair, does it? Brazil, who was a CNN contributor at the time of the email, went on to ask Palomari about Clinton's stance on the death penalty. Here's one that worries me about HRC, wrote Brazil in the email, which was released on Tuesday by WikiLeaks. The emails come from the Gmail account of Clinton campaign chairman John Podesta. Uh, yes, it is one she gets asked about, Palomari responded. Not everyone likes her answer, but she but can share it. Beth Sadia, can you send her answer on death penalty? Really? Clinton was indeed asked about her stance on the death penalty during a CNN-hosted town hall the next day in Columbus. Oh, so all you creeps out there saying this is just conspiracy theory. Oh, really? Ricky Jackson, a former death row inmate who was exonerated after serving 39 years in an Ohio prison, asked Clinton the question. I would breathe a sigh of relief if either the courts or the states themselves began to eliminate the death penalty, Clinton told Jackson. What happened to you is a travesty, and I can't even imagine what you went through and how terrible those days and nights must have been for all those years. Well, you know, I don't think we should make Hillary Clinton imagine that horribleness. I think we should make her live it. The revelation of Brazil's help for Clinton is ironic given the circumstances by which she came to be interim head of the DNC. She took the position in July after DNC emails released by WikiLeaks that month showed that her then-chair, Debbie Wasserman, was highly critical of Clinton's primary opponent, Bernie Sanders. The email also undercuts Brazil's claims throughout the primaries that she was a neutral commentator regarding Clinton and Sanders. Brazil did not issue an endorsement until June 7th when Clinton routed Sanders Sanders in California. Yeah, routed Sanders in California by shredding one million Bernie Sanders ballots. Folks, do not ever let that get by you. The Clinton, the Democratic National Committee had one million Bernie Sanders ballots shredded. One million. 
I've maintained my neutrality, and that's very important to me as an officer. But I want to say how incredibly important his campaign, I think, has been this entire political season. Yeah, the Washington Post was convinced that Brazil was neutral after Brazil took over an interim, interim head of the DNC. Yeah, they said, while Wasserman Schultz was constantly accused by the Sanders campaign of harboring a pro-Clinton bias, Brazil, a regular presence on CNN during coverage of debates and state primaries, consistently provided impartial analysis. Really? You mean while she was feeding the Clinton campaign the questions that were going to be asked at CNN? If Democrats were looking for a leader with proven ability to speak glowingly about their presumptive nominee without disparaging the runner-up, Brazil, a superdelegate, oh, working at CNN, a superdelegate who kept her preference to herself, was a logical pick. Brazil, a longtime party consultant, uh, did respond to the Daily Caller's request. She said, what a stretch. Uh-huh. Barbara Levin, CNN's vice president of communication, denied sharing the town hall questions with Brazil. To be perfectly clear, we have never, ever given a town hall question to anyone beforehand. Oh, well, it looks like Barbara Levin is a liar. Okay, Barbara. Hey, Barbara, you just got caught lying. All right? Do you understand that, Barbara? There's emails with Brazil here saying she got them, asking, hey, this worries me. Hey, here's what the question is. Hey, can you give me your answer? Hey, you're a liar, Barbara. Barbara Levin, liar. Okay, enough of that. Listen, Clinton campaign email outlines effort to, quote, Produce an unaware and compliant citizenry. You think this is a joke about Hillary Clinton being a communist pig? I'm serious, folks. If she gets elected, it's revolution. And I mean armed, killing, blood in the streets revolution. And you Black Lives Matter punks that riot in the cities, you're going to find out what it's like to be in a war. Oh, but not for long, because you'll be dead pretty quick. A Clinton campaign email released as part of WikiLeaks data dump. Uh, the need It talks about the need to maintain political power by producing an unaware and compliant citizenry. Oh, you wonder why... Uh, Hillary Clinton's all so for, oh, oh yeah, Common Core and the public school, the Department of Education, we, oh yeah, why, where do you think the compliant and, uh, idiot, oh, oh, did I say idiot? I meant unaware. Yeah. The email was sent to Hillary Clinton's campaign chairman, John Podesta, by former Clinton administration official, Bill Ivey. On March 13th, 2016. Hey, this ain't that long ago, folks. Ivy was appointed chairman of the National Endowment for the Arts during Bill Clinton's second term. According to his bio, Ivy is a trustee of the Center for American Progress. It's a Clinton campaign front. And was a team leader in the Barack Obama presidential transition. In the email... 
Ivy outlines the panic among some Democrats that Donald Trump's celebrity politics persona cannot be matched by Hillary, who is not an entertainer and not a celebrity in the Trump-Kardashian mold. And also, I'll add, everybody hates the bitch, okay? Money isn't all that important. Now listen, this is a quote. Money isn't all that important if you can conflate entertainment with the electoral process. Trump masters TV. TV so-called news picks up and repeats and repeats to death his opinionated blowhard and his hair-brained ideas. Yeah, his hair-brained ideas like building a wall on the southern border, you mean? Oh, wait, Hillary Clinton voted for that. Yeah, she even did speeches saying that's a good idea and illegal immigration must be curbed. Oh, wait, that was until uh, she changed her mind again. All right? Or another hair-brained idea. How about uh, we start charging tariffs to other countries and start bringing jobs back to this country so Americans can get back to work at livable wage jobs? Wow, another hair-brained scheme, huh? Well, secure our borders, create jobs for uh, livable wage jobs for Americans. Wow, hairbrain. Put Hillary Clinton, a serial criminal, in prison. Yeah, another hairbrained idea. Boy, he's just full of these hairbrained ideas. Hairbrained ideas. Apparently, the whole country must be hairbrained. Oh, well, we're just all a bunch of deplorable rednecks. See, because Bill Clinton now has called everybody in the Trump supporting, you know, supporting Trump, rednecks. Okay? And, you know, his little uh, lesbian wife, you know, she's called us all deplorables. Irredeemable rednecks now. Oh, boy. Wow. With hairbrained ideas. Free-floating discontent attaches to a seemingly strong man, and we're off and running, complains Ivy. Ivy wonders how Clinton can combat Trump's larger-than-life appeal, worrying that simply defaulting to policy won't work. Now, remember, this is in March, and wait a minute. The media is telling us, oh, there's big trouble in the GOP. They're having a revolution in the GOP. Uh, Trump's campaign is falling apart. He's over. Clinton's in there. Oh, blah, blah, blah. But yet... On the inside, they're absolutely panicked. Why would that be if they're so far ahead, folks? Gee, oh, I know why. Because the mainstream media, you know, the ones that provide the questions beforehand to Hillary Clinton so she can, you know, not panic and sound like the idiot that she is. Yeah, that media. As I've mentioned, this is, quote, We've all been quite content. Now listen, I pay attention to this. This is a quote, okay, from Ivy here. Who is Ivy again? I want I want to make this real clear. Bill Ivy. Ivy was appointed chairman of the National Endowment for the Arts during Bill Clinton's second term. He's a trustee of the Center for American Progress, and he was a team leader in the Barack Obama presidential transition. And apparently they still listen to this guy because, well, he sends them emails. All right, well, let's see here. Oh, okay, my computer has locked up. Well, that's just great, man. Ah, it's over doing that. 
So, now we know who Bill Ivey is. We remember, he says this, quote, And as I've mentioned, we've all been quite content to demean government, drop civics, and in general, conspire to produce an unaware and compliant citizenry. Oh, we've all been quite content. Really? He goes on, still quoting, The unawareness remains strong, but compliance is obviously fading rapidly. Compliance. Oh, my. The land of the free? Really? Compliance? Listen, folks. Freedom and compliance do not go together. The unawareness remains strong, but compliance is obviously fading rapidly. This You, you want to see compliance fade rapidly? You let Hillary Clinton get elected. You'll see compliance disappear completely. I will not comply. This problem demands some serious, serious thinking, and not just poll-driven, demographically-inspired messaging. Now, to emphasize, Ivy admits that the left has conspired to produce an unaware and compliant citizenry, but that they're not as easy to manipulate anymore, and that's his problem. He characterizes unawareness amongst the public as a positive thing for the Clinton campaign. Well, it is. Idiots vote for Hillary Clinton, and only idiots vote for Hillary Clinton. I'm sorry if you're some kind of democratic communist out there and you think you're smart, but you're not. You are mentally defective, okay? And you know what? Unlike you, though, I'm not saying you should have mandatory uh, treatment or anything like that. You should just simply be ignored as the babbling moron that you are. Ivy ends up the email by saying he will attend a Clinton fundraiser and that he fears, quote, we are all now trying to navigate a set of forces that cannot be simply explained or fully understood. Well, this email is a little shocking insight into the elitist and arrogant mindset that pervades the Clinton campaign, with Americans viewed as dumb sheep who need to be herded in the right direction. Yeah, by Hillary Clinton, of course. Oh, man. You know, these are the... This, you know, look, I'm not saying that Republicans don't feel the same way about the little people, because they do. There is no Democrat, there is no Republican anymore. You can argue that all day long. I don't care. What we have, we have globalists and we have Americanists. People who want to put America first in all our policy decisions. Look, sure, we can trade. Sure, we can even help you out in a war or something. But it has to be in the interests of the American people. If it isn't, forget about it. If it is, maybe we'll help you. Maybe we'll trade with you. Maybe we'll be friends with you. If it's good for the American people. If it isn't, pound sand, partner, and take a hike before I kill you. 
That should be American policy. And that is what the difference between globalists and Americanists are. Americanists think first, what's good for the people of the United States of America? Is NAFTA good for the people of the United States of America? Well, we were told it was. That was a lie. Reality has taught us different. NAFTA is a disaster for the working class little people of America. But, you know, the elitist globalists don't give a damn about the little people of America. Haven't you got that yet? You Democrats out there, are you stupid? Oh, yeah, that's right. You're unaware. I forgot. You're a good Democrat. You're unaware. <laughs> How do you feel now? Your own party has called you unaware. Because anybody who doesn't support Hillary Clinton is unaware. Oh, and worse yet, they're becoming non-compliant. Now, you people who support Hillary, oh, you're unaware too, but you're compliant. You're compliant morons. Isn't that nice? Your own party called you that. Ooh, don't you feel warm and fuzzy and all supportive of the people that look down their noses at you as unaware, compliant people? Ooh, you're such a good little slave. What is this? Oh, hey, wait a minute. Slaves are unaware and compliant because you can't teach them slaves how to read and write. We don't need no arithmetic for them. Don't teach them nothing. Don't let them read books or nothing. Don't even teach them how to read. Just keep them unaware and compliant. And if you need to bring out the whip, bring out the whip every once in a while to get them compliant. Hey, that's America today. That's, that's the Democratic Party's utopia for America. Does that sound good to you, Democrats? Huh. At least three media organizations have ordered their employees to destroy Trump. Wow. Is that right? Well, you know... I just am so sick of the mainstream media, you know, and I get criticized because people tell me, well, you know, you're, you're too harsh, you're too harsh, you know, and you even, you even, uh, well, you know, alienate people who would support you. Oh, yeah? People who would support me if what? If what? I didn't gore their, their little ox? You know, I'm sorry. I don't care who you are, and I don't. I, you know, you know what? If you're a Democrat, look, I don't necessarily hate you, because I don't know you. I just think you're too stupid to live, and you're a danger to the rest of us. And I understand that. But the world's a dangerous place, and you got as much right to live as I do. But you do not have any right to interfere with my life. And if I see anybody, and I don't care who you think you are, oh, there's a super patriot. Yeah, Alex Jones. Oh, big super patriot. Well, he's a fraud, he's a liar, and he's a joke. Okay? Oh, but hey, 
you know, I will give him credit that, that he does wake up a lot of people. And why? Because somehow, some way, by some magical thing, he gets mainstream media attention. Well, I wonder why. Well, I know why. You can wonder about it, but it doesn't matter. It is true. Oh, I catch a lot of flack. I'll probably catch it again. Oh, my gosh, he said something wrong about our little Savior, our little God. Ooh. Yeah, well, you know what? I don't care. You guys understand this man for what he is. And, yeah, I give him credit for bringing a lot of people who would have never heard of any of this information to the table. But the problem is they keep listening to him. Okay? That's like going to a, preach, uh, a church, and you just happen to walk in, and he's talking about getting saved and accepting Jesus as your Savior. You go, wow, this is cool. You know, and you, you go do that, and you accept Jesus as your Savior. But then you show up to church the next week, and he starts talking about how you should be loving the homosexuals and how you should be they should be allowed to love each other and be married. And, oh, and, and you know, what? Yeah, in other words, the 501c3 church. You see, getting saved is a, is a wonderful thing. Probably the best thing that can ever, well, not probably, it's the best thing that can ever happen to you. And if it doesn't happen to you, you're in big trouble. But once you're saved, you know, you're saved. Now, hey, get with the Bible. Stick with the truth. And if you, if you can, find a church that preaches out of the Bible. Okay, the King James Bible, not the perverted lesbian version. And if you hear them preaching wrong, leave. Same thing goes for the Patriot Movement. Alarm clocks are great, and they're necessary. But you know what? Once you're awake, it's time to slam them shut. Anyway, I got to go for a break, and I'll be back in a few. Everybody stay tuned.
vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific. just defended yourself with a gun. The police are called and you're potentially involved in a homicide, but it was self-defense. At this point, you are not in your right mind. No one ever is when they are in fear for their life and defend themselves. Anything you say can and will be used in a court of law, both civilly and criminally. Fortunately, you have selfdefensefund.com. We are the National Association for Legal Gun Defense, and we protect our members nationally in all 50 states, up to $1 million per incident per member. Let us do the talking for you and visit selfdefensefund.com. Any weapon, any state, any time.
All right, we're back. This is the Frank Report. I'm your host, Francis Stephan. You are listening right here on American Voice Radio Network. It is still Wednesday, October 12, 2016. And uh, it's about 3.45 out here on the Pacific Time Coast. 3.45. I'm an hour later on Wednesdays. Make a note if you're interested in listening. Anywho, let's get back to the things and stuff we're uh, talking about here, and that's uh, all presuming that I can make my computer do what I want it to do. It is being non-compliant. Anyway, okay, now it's being compliant. There's this guy, this black guy. He's the son of a prostitute who claims he's Bill Clinton's son. Hey, you know what? Let's do a DNA test. Oh, wait, the Clintons will never allow that because, geez, they won't. No medical records, no nothing, man. You can't have anything from these people. Danny Williams, a 30-year-old man, is claiming to be Bill Clinton's abandoned son. He has five children. He's promised his children that they will meet Bill Clinton one day. Uh, He's got videos on YouTube. And um, let's see. He's long. This isn't just some guy who just came out of the woodwork for the election. Okay? He's long claimed that his prostitute mother met Clinton when she was working on the streets of Little Rock, Arkansas. Yeah. So, you know, there you go. So, uh, let's see. Chelsea Clinton is Webb Hubble's little girl. And Bill Clinton has a little, uh, you know, a mixed breed child. And, of course, they both deny everything. But you can see the Hubble. (laughs) I mean, really? Okay, well, either, you know, old Webb donated some sperm or uh, one way or another. And, uh, you know, because you can look, even after all the plastic surgery that Chelsea Clinton has had, she still looks like Webb Hubble's kid. And the funny thing about this half-black kid is he does look like Bill Clinton. Other than his lips, he looks exactly like Bill Clinton. Oh, yeah, and the tan. So now we have John Kerry. Okay, he's trying to, he's trying to you know, bash Russia, right? He says the United States will retaliate against Russian President Vladimir Putin's attempts to meddle in the American presidential election. Well, last night I brought to you what a crock of BS that is. The Russians aren't, you know, messing with anything. They're not the ones that hacked anything. It was United States intelligence that did it. Okay? They're the ones doing it, and they're the ones putting out the false information, and they're very careful the way they word it. And it is absolutely devoid of any evidence whatsoever. Okay? But that doesn't stop John Kerry. Uh, We released this information to put the people doing it on notice that they're not, quote, getting away with it for free, as well as to put states on notice that we're serious when we say we need to take every measure possible to guarantee the integrity of our elections. Yeah, oh boy, what a bunch of empty words from this lying thief. Anyway, the threat comes days after the Obama administration falsely accused Russia of perpetrating a series of politically charged hacks 
You know, now listen here. I want, I, I'm only reading this because you've heard this story before, and John Kerry, what he says has absolutely very little value in any way. But he does say something here. What makes the Russian thing so different is that I don't think any of us engaged previously in democratic exercise were where we actually tried to change the votes somehow by co-opting the counting process. Well, nobody's done that except Diebold. Oh, and the Supreme Court. Kerry also acknowledged. Now, here's, here's the interesting part. Kerry also acknowledged that the United States has tried to, quote, affect outcomes of foreign elections. But he also argued for a distinction between American information sharing and direct hacks. Now, wait a minute. This, but this, that said, this, isn't, this ain't the first time countries, ours included, have tried to affect outcomes of governments. Oh, really? And information... Now, when the Americans... Okay, interfere with elections is called information sharing. And when somebody else does, it's called direct hacks. Well, what did the direct hacks do? Uh, they shared information with the public, the people, okay, the people. What's wrong with that? Oh, are your emails, we're not supposed to see that? We're not supposed to know what you really think of us? You know, us deplorable, irredeemable bunch of rednecks out here? Or, the, you know, that's the, re, you know, that's the people supporting Trump, but how about you Democrats? You unaware, compliant little sheeple. Oh, yes, isn't that great? Listen, Hillary Clinton hates the everyday American, okay? She has nothing but contempt for us. So, Kerry admits, the United States has gone around trying to rig other people's elections, but it's okay when we do it. It's not okay when somebody does it to us. Oh, my. And you know what? Nobody has tried to hack in and try to change any numbers, except the Democratic Party so far, where they shredded a million Bernie Sanders ba ballots, and they came up with this scheme of superdelegates. But, that's what he said. But that's not the truth. Nobody's even accused Russia of that, or anybody else for that matter. Except Diebold. And I think why they're putting this out. Now, follow along here. Because it's important, because World War, War III will follow it. Imagine this, that there is such an outpouring of Trump support, because after all, Trump did get two million more votes in the Republican primaries than any other Republican in history ever has. So let's say there is such an outpouring of people voting for Trump that he crushes Hillary Clinton, so much so that they can't, they can't even manage to rig the, the election because it's so far gone. Well, then what? Oh, plan B? 
just say, well, we're invalidating the results because we now, my administration, the Democratic supporting Hillary Clinton administration, has determined that the numbers have been skewed by the Russians, and we're uh, just canceling the election. We're not going to take these uh, results, and we're going to install Hillary Clinton. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.